Greetings, Scott here, DM4, the Adventure with Advantage podcast. Thanks for listening. also known as Ian, will be playing with us for the next few sessions. Um, so we will dive right in. All right, so previously, the party accepted a job from Grogard to assist a Goblin Gazette reporter in the mining town of Silver Ridge, hoping to get away from the city a bit that the uh, party accepted the job. They arranged to provide protection for a pair of wagons that were making their way through the Rivenspire Peaks into Silver Ridge. Uh, they met Matthias, a dark-skinned male, and Yosef, a red-haired and freckled halfling, who they were providing the protection for. Along the way, they encountered some harpies that lured Levy and Sealscar off the side of a cliff, but they were able to deal with them. They then continued on their journey and soon found boulders being thrown at them as they passed a precarious part of the mountain. Elamir was able to hurt the giant enough that it seemed to give up on its attempts to stop them. Finally, they found themselves in a fight with a wyvern, that seemed to roost in the mountains. They took care of the wyvern, but not before Steelscar revealed that he had the ability to fly to the rest of the group. They then plundered the wyvern's lair and found some sweet loot. Uh, they eventually made camp for the night, and Steelscar and Matthias had a heart-to-heart, with Matthias encouraging Steelscar to not hide his gift, but to use it for the betterment of all. Um, with that, we can get started. So, you guys uh, had slept for the night, made camp um, with Matthias and Yosef. I believe Elamir was taking watch but um, kind of just didn't wake up Levy or I think it was Steelscar or whoever it was. No, uh, I took first watch. Okay, so it must have been Levy. You didn't wake up Levy, right? You just let him sleep, Elamir? Yeah, Okay. because I don't need that much sleep. Okay. Um, I meditate. There you go. So yes. So then, so morning rises as you guys find yourself in the cave that you were taking shelter, Levy, you wake up and kind of freak out. The sleeping through your alarm feeling. Oh, oh God, what? what? <laughs> uh, realizing you had maybe what slept, year is it? slept through your uh, your watch uh, as you guys wake up. Uh, as you guys all kind of come to consciousness, you can see that Matthias and Yosef are already kind of moving around. Matthias is taking care of the horses. Um, Yosef is working on some food that... Uh, he was able just to scrounge up. Uh, he's in the process of making for you guys to eat. Wonderful. So we're just kind of waiting around the camp then? Yeah, I mean, so when you wake up, Matthias says, Ah, good. You've awoken. Uh, if you want to eat, we can quickly get on our way. Silver Ridge is not far from here, so it should not take long to get there. Sounds I wake good up me. and I, uh, yep, I head for some breakfast too before we head out. Okay. 
Alright. Elliot, why did you wake me, man? <laughs> I'm totally trying to help you know, him out. He, uh, he's like, well, I, I, I'm trying to remember his voice. He's like, well, I made some sausages, brought a few along. They didn't go bad. The trip's not too long, so I'd like to have a good breakfast before I get into the town. Ah, uh, yes. Can't start the day off bad with a good breakfast. There I you go. <laughs> he's like, that's right. Eat up, angel boy. I just like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I just left this time. <laughs> all right. So you guys all. Um, it, yeah, I have a question. Yes. So in this world, I guess, since he's calling him like angel boy and stuff like that is, mm-hmm. are, is like it a derogatory term, I guess, or like, what's like the connotation behind that? Um, it's rule of general or I guess intelligence the, check. The world relation. Yeah, go ahead and roll it. Okay. I'll just check. Uh, eleven. Eleven. Okay. Um, what you know about angels and celestial beings, it, it doesn't seem like a bad thing. It's more just a, you know, just to kind of bother Steel Scar. From what you know. Got it. It's like a. A jab. Yeah, a bit of a jab. Playful joke. jab. Yeah. <clears throat> Pretty much. Um, so yeah, um, I will say, Levy, as you're kind of just sitting there eating breakfast, you do notice that the, uh, the your tome that you use to write the reports is kind of glowing a bit. Kind of just like every, so, oh. every few seconds uh, it kind of glows. Then I will definitely open it up and take a look. Okay, you go ahead and take a look. Um, as you take a look, uh, you see a note that's been written. Uh, it just says, uh, his name is Casimir Silverlash. You will find him at the Miner's Respite. Ah, wonderful. Um, and you just see at the bottom, just the letter G. <laughs> and it, I'll just like copy in and hit 10-4, boss. All right. You write it back. All right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you guys go ahead and eat your breakfast, um, and once you guys are done, uh, you know, put away camp and hop on the carts as you guys make your way off to Silver Ridge, unless anyone had anything they were wanting to do before you head out. DM uh, question. Yes, sir. We haven't lost anything that they were hauling uh, to Silver Ridge, right? We've no, been you able have to not. No. The okay. wagon did take some damage from a boulder that the hit got hit by the giant, but you kind of made a deal with Matias that if you'd give him the extra gem, because I think you guys found six 11. or... Is that, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, that that would cover the cost of the damage yeah, to the wagon. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I just wanted to no, but I just wanted to make sure that so far the contents in the carriages were still good. Yep, you guys actually found additional contents because you found a abandoned yeah. wagon on the side of the road and kind of silks and stuff. Supplies. Yep, got it. So, all right. Well, if you guys have nothing else, you guys make your way, hop on the wagons in your um, arrangement. I believe Elamir was in back. Levy and Steel Scar were in the front wagon. Um, all right. I take my same uh, position. Okay. All right, so you guys head out and begin making your way towards Silver Ridge. Uh, you travel for about two hours um, to the point that you're kind of starting to wonder, you know, how much longer, how much longer. Uh, so Are we there yet? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so you continue on the winding road as the craggy peaks of the Rivenspire Peaks continue on. As your wagon turns around the next bend, you let out a sigh of relief. You can make out the faint sight of a large wooden wall, 
As you get closer, you can see a palisade that runs along the exterior of a large town. Guard towers line the wall, keeping watch over the surrounding. You continue on the road that leads up to the gate as banners fly high in the wind, depicting a silver mining pick. Wagons laden with silver ore make their way out of the city and along the path beyond. Before you stands the town of Silver Ridge. And with that, let me show you the map. Hey, we got a map. It's a map. Sweet. Well, you guys can see. Oh, that's so well labeled. I love it. You <laughs> nice. All right, make sure you guys. Um, okay. DM, you impress me. So you impress me all the time with these maps. Yeah. Glorious. Yeah. <laughs> I, I try. So you can. Uh, we can assume that we're entering from down here, right? Yeah. Sorry. Give me one second. I'm fixing my wires. Yes, you guys are entering from the main road over here. All right. Um. So. So yeah, as you guys move in the town, you can see the the watchtowers kind of standing watch, um, and you guys soon enter in. So. As you enter the town, you take notice of the guards. Actually, sorry, make sure I don't... If I minimize Chrome, it jacks up the uh, stream. All right, uh, so as you enter the town, you take notice of the guard towers along the walls of the town. Uh, the town seems like it is quite defended. Uh, while the town itself is not very large, it seems that there are quite a few people moving about in town. Burly men, burly and rugged men, uh, carry picks over their shoulders, making their way across the street. Wagons laden with ore, rocks, and other items move along the road. You are moving on. Women and children move about, carrying their goods from one side of the street to the other. Matthias guides the uh, lead wagon toward a large building along the main stretch of road. As you approach, you see a sign hanging on the building that reads Iron Workers Guild House. If you remember, you guys were hired by the Iron Workers Guild to provide the protection. Uh, and that will be right here. All right, so once we arrive, um, I guess I'll, I'll hop off the cart. Did you say something, Zero? Levy? No. Yeah, so you can hop off the cart. Yeah, so basically it comes to a stop. Yosef pulls up the cart behind you guys. Uh, you're able to hop off, kind of stretch your legs. You've been kind of cooped up for the past two hours. Um, so at this point, Matthias kind of hops off, you know, brushes his brushes his clothes off, kind of gives a good stretch. Um, he's like... Oh, oh, DM, I forgot to ask this. Yes. How much did my beard grow this morning? Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, what is it? You got to roll, is it a... Uh, 100, I think. Hold on. Is it a 50-50 shot? Is that what it is? Yes. Okay, so... Right, yeah, just roll a uh, D-100. We'll say, okay, so my... Uh, you have a 50%... A D-2. You have a 50% chance to be to... It's 50-50. You, like, flip a coin or roll a 100 I'll roll a D... I'll have a 100 sided. Yeah, I have a 100 here. All right, hold on. Where's my... You actually have a two hundred. Oh my god! Oh, I have her. Okay, right here, and then I just need a. Where's my other? All right, let's see what I. Uh, fifty-five. Did you have a beard already? I did have a small stubble okay. beard. So you 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 woke up and you didn't really even realize it until you were kind of riding along the. On the car maybe I was kind of like, hyped off that you know like you were kind of scratching and you realized. Your beard's a bit longer now. It's, it seems to have grown. It's, it's the growth is more than you expect over one night. So, well, it seems I gotta buy a brush soon. 
<laughs> Just so I can maintain it. Oh, God. <laughs> he brought out the brush. Oh, Lord. Uh, it was planted. Nice. It was planted. Nice. Um, over here, right? You said we're yeah, so, you were here. so, yeah, so as you guys kind of stretch and uh, take a breather and kind of take in the sight around you, uh, Matthias approaches you, Steel Scar, and is like, um, You all did a very good job providing us our protection. Uh, give me just a minute to uh, head inside and I will bring back your payment for a job well done. Um, and so he could head. Oh, what were you going to say? Something as he walks uh, away? Yeah, no, I was just, just going to say, yeah, we'll stand guard out here and make sure everything, okay. you guys are able to put everything in. Okay. So he disappears for a moment. And you can kind of see Yosef is moving some of the stuff around, you know, starting to unload the wagons. People are also coming from the guild house to kind of help unload the wagons. Um, so after a minute or two, Matthias returns from inside with um, three pouches. Um, and he kind of tosses one to each of you and says, Your payment for a job well done. A hundred gold pieces each, I believe, was the arrangement. Um, and the, uh, the damage to the wagon, as we agreed, will not be deducted from your pay. Oh yeah, fair enough. Uh, and he's like, I, I do ask him. Um, I'm like, so uh, what about the other silks and cloths we found? He's like, well, we were we will um, find a place to sell those. Um, were you wanting a cut of the the sale? Is that why you're asking? No, no, no. Um, I'm good. Um, I have no need for it. But maybe my uh, two other compatriots might. Uh, I just want to make sure that it goes where it needs to go. Understood. And he kind of looks to you, Levy and Elamir. Do you guys care about this? I mean, I wouldn't mind a small cut of the uh, <laughs> the profit from those. If, you know, we we were all in this together, so it seems more fair to share the reward. Okay. All right. Um, so he kind of chuckles to himself and is like, "All right." then you can find me in Esserim and I will give you the money. It will give you a good reason to come see me, Sealscar. Fair enough. And um, I shake his hand and... All right. Yeah, he shakes like, each of your hands. And I tell, uh, this is Mat- Matias, right? Yep, it's Matias. Once we, once we make it back to Esserim, I'll go look, uh, I'll go and look for you. Good. I live in the uh, Shadow's Rest. You can find me there. All right. Peace. What was that? I said peace out. Oh. Cool. <laughs> All right. So with that, uh, they make their way inside the uh, guild house. And as they're kind of making their way in, you can kind of overhear Yosef, you know, telling Matthias, he's like, uh, he's like, you owe me a drink. Don't forget that old man as they make their way inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you guys are free to do what you want. Where would you like? I, to I I look at Levy and I'm like, so any news on where this uh, reporter is at by any chance? Since you're the one that gets to talk to the boss man. Yeah. Uh, so I got a note saying that he's at the miners' spite and his name is Casimir. So maybe we should go find out where that is, and we can hopefully meet up with him. I believe it's Miner's Reprieve, but yes. 
It says respite. Is it respite? That's what it yep, says on it the is. map. Minus oh. respite. Yep, we'll go to oh. minus respite. That's where he is. So his name is Cash. <laughs> Gosh. Cashmere. <laughs> Cashmere? I think there's an eye in there. <laughs> We, we, we could change it real quick if that's the personality wanted. I'm Cashmere. Nice to meet you. No. <laughs> so wait, real quick question. What info did Grogard send me about the group coming? Do I know what species I'm looking for or anything uh, like that? Yes, or? so Grogard sent you the information that uh, basically you're looking for a human, an elf, and as far as he knows, another human. So, uh, one's a ranger, carries a bow, the other one carries some instruments and does some magic tricks, and the other one carries a large sword and is heavily armored, is the information that you have. Cool. Alright, so are you guys making your way to the miner's respite? Well, I, I try yep. to ask people where the miner's respite is, because... Oh, yes, that's true, you don't have an overhead map. Alright, so you, uh, as you guys are kind of standing there, you ask one of the people who are unloading the wears off of the carts that you just um, got, and they tell you that it's just kind of up the road, and you'll make a right, and you'll uh, see it on a sign hanging outside the building. I follow the instructions to the T. Alright. So you guys make your way toward the miner's respite. Um, as you're moving again, you see people, you know, making their way, getting ready for the day. It's probably about 9 o'clock at this point, um, as you guys make your way toward the miner's respite. So would you say the streets are bustling right now? They're busy? Um, decently. It's not a super big town, but there are definitely people moving about. You so know. it's not the not as busy as what we're used to back, uh, back where we came from? No, Esserum is a large city. This is a small mining town. Um, all right, so you guys enter the Miner's Respite. Yes. Uh, so you approach a large two-story building. Outside hangs a sign with a mining pick and a mug of ale. As you enter inside, you see multiple tables and chairs sitting around. A few patrons sit around at tables eating their breakfast as some make their way out the door past you into town. Um, at the bar, you see a dwarf uh, nearby. He's cleaning some mugs and is conversing with um, someone who's sitting at the table or at the bar with him as well. Um, the decor of the miner's respite... Uh, sorry, I lost my place. Uh, it looks quite dwarven. This is a dwarven town. Um... It kind of looks as if you were inside of a mine. There's a hearth to your left uh, with the head of a large creature with barbed mandibles uh, that's kind of peering over the tavern. All right, so I, uh, I turn to Levin and I'm like, well, you know what the guy looks like, so I'll let you lead the oh, way. No, I have no idea what he looks like. Only, only what his name and uh, where he'll be. So um, can I go up to the innkeeper? Yeah. Or a barkeep, I guess. Yes, you and um, <clears throat> talk. Yeah, uh, right. but I want to talk to be talking to him in Dorvish. Oh, you can speak Dorvish. All right. So, so what do you say? I speak Dorvish. <clears throat> what do you? Uh, I just want to be like today. Uh, uh, I'm new in town, and uh, I was uh, told I'd be able to meet a compatriot here. Um, I was wondering if someone by the name of uh, Casimir came by. All right. So as you. And- as he says that, I come right behind Levy and in Dorvish, I say, your help is most appreciated. <laughs> All right, the dwarf kind of perks up. And so as you approach him, you see someone sitting, the one conversing with him. Um, so you see a, 
a larger male standing, sitting there at the table talking with this dwarf. Uh, he has kind of heavy armor on. Um, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> I can't find my freaking place here. Don't choke uh, on us, dude. I know. <laughs> uh, so he has some chain mail and plate bits um, kind of weaved about on his armor. Uh, he has a large shield and kind of axe sitting down at the ground near where he's sitting um, and a pack leaning against the paneling beneath the bar. Uh, and you see he has a chainmail coif and a... You see some sort of mask kind of sitting on the... Uh, whoop. Gosh dang it. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I lost my place. So you see a mask <laughs> sitting on the, uh, <laughs> on the bar. Uh, it seems to be made out of some sort of wood uh, and just kind of bits of metal as well. Uh, that's sitting there and the, the mask is kind of facing you guys as you're standing there. Um, and you also notice around his neck he's wearing a necklace and an amulet that kind of has the same kind of pieces as the mask. Um, and the symbol on the um, necklace is also some sort of complex pattern that matches the um, emblem that's painted on his chest and shield. Um, and as you kind of say that you're looking for Casimir, um, he continues to sit there, I think, because I don't think he can speak Dwarvish. <laughs> that's all I'm actually struggling to find. I <laughs> use this character sheet. Where does it list my languages? Oh, there we go. No, uh, comment. No, I don't no speak Dwarvish. Dwarvish. All right. So, nope, so I'm there just enjoying my drink, completely oblivious. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you kind of take notes of the people who walk up next to you, and as you do that, the dwarf um, kind of perks up. You guys speaking Dwarvish, and it's like, Hey, you're looking for Casimir. Well, he's right here. He says in common, um, and points oh. to the man sitting at the bar right next to you guys. Okay, hi. Cool. Uh, <laughs> ah, surprise. Oh, hello. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, so you're with the Gazette? Oh, are you here. the group that Gorgon sent? That's the right name? Grogard. Grogard, yeah. Grogard sent. Grogard. <laughs> yes, indeed uh, yes, are. Yes, um, so... I boisterously shove my hand out for a handshake. I give him the firmest, sure. tightest handshake. I, I, how I give people firm and like strong. I'm surprised you didn't salute. <laughs> no. As he kind of stands true. up to shake your hands, he's kind of he stands about, I think, around the same height as you, Steel Scar. Is kind of armored. It's very similar to you. Not same fashion, but type of armor. You guys are kind of wearing he- the same kind of armor. Heavy armor? It is heavy. Uh, yeah, heavy, heavy chain mail and steel plate. Yeah, I'm wearing heavy armor to a heavy splint. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, uh, I'll, I'll shake his hand and uh, introduce myself. So, I'm Levy. Um, this is Elamir. So, and then Just wave. You guys can have introductions and then steel plate. Cool. I uh, shake everyone's hand and go, Levy, what do you play? Uh, mostly books, but I mean, I can play a few things if you'd like. Um, Wait, did you say books? I, uh, I, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm more, I'm more, so I play the books. Okay. Cock my head in extreme confusion. Uh, you know. There you go. I prefer war bongos the most. It's in the background. Do, 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 do. <laughs> nice. War bongos. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fight's raging. That's what you're doing. 
I, I yeah, it's a great picture. <laughs> um, then I guess I respond with, "Well, now that you're here, I guess we could go see the fellow in charge and try and get in that mine." Sounds good. Uh, lead the way. Where are we headed to? Um, I go to take a step away and then pause and turn back to uh, Kegel and go, oh, wait, about my tab. And hand me a handful of random coins. I don't pay any attention. Okay. All right. And Keglin kind of takes it. And he's like, thanks, Casimir, for the business. I'll see you when you're back. Have a good one, friend. And I head for the door, uh, right. talking over my shoulder at them distractedly as I put my mask on. Um, what was his name? Graston. Graston. We're headed to see Graston Silverblood. He's the dwarf in charge around here, and he's the reason I wasn't able to get farther than I was. All right. All right. So you guys I follow. Okay. So you guys follow um, Casimir out the door, um, the Miner's Respite, and you guys make your way uh, up to... Let me make sure it's on the map. Yep. Okay, good. Make your way up to the Silverblood Mansion. Which is As we're walking cool. along, I, uh, I, I look at Casper and I'm like, so, what's this, uh, this report all about? What are you okay. investigating? Well, I'm not sure how much Groger told you, but apparently some miners have been going missing. And since I've gotten here, unfortunately, I haven't found out much. The most I've done is confirm that miners, in fact, are truly going missing and just not returning to their families and in response they've closed off the mine no one goes in no one comes out and all i've really seen is a group of heavily armed guards enter and nothing more was seen of them uh, the reason you're here is because uh, Groguard wanted me to check it out and Silverblood, Graston in particular didn't want me entering the mine i don't know if they didn't have confidence in me going alone or if they thought i'd just be in the way I'm hoping with you here, we can make a bit better progress. Well, let's go see this guy. Maybe uh, maybe hitting him with uh, more numbers, he'll be more inclined to give us permission to enter the mine and see what the uh, issue in there is. Or more charm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's pretty much, see how what Casimir, what you know is pretty much what you said, that uh, or uh, Graston didn't really want you going in and the reasons he kind of gave was that thought you might get in the way um, wasn't sure one person going down there was really going to solve much um, it's kind of where you had ended off with him um, alright so you guys unless you have anything else you want to do make your way toward the Silver Blood Mansion um, so as you can approach you eventually get to like a set of steps so you have to climb uh, and the mansion's kind of sitting up on this hill so you guys begin making your way up the steps. Uh, as you get closer, you can kind of see. So the uh, a beautiful and exquisite building, the Silverblood Manor or Mansion, sits on a hill overlooking the town. Uh, you can continue and eventually stand before a large uh, set of stone stairs lead up toward the mansion. Uh, the mansion itself is actually carved into the side of a small mountain. Clearly, it is a, something of dwarven make. Uh, and as you get closer, you begin to make out the finer details of the manor. Uh, it is made of fine stonework with symbols and figures carved into it. A large stone wall blocks off entrance into the mansion grounds, forcing any who wish to enter to go through the gates. And as you approach the gates, a pair of dwarven guards stand at attention. And as you guys get uh, walk up closer, they eventually kind of speak up and say, Colt, what's your business here at the Silverbud Mansion? I'm back, and I'd like to talk with Graston again, if I could. I have some friends this time. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll a persuasion check. 
Oh, shit. So, as he's saying that uh, in Dwarven, the, the guards are, are Dwarven, right? Yes. I I, uh, I look at the guards, because I want to use the help action. So, um, okay. I want to I wanna look at the guards in, in Dwarven. I want to be like, we've heard that you guys are having issues. And let me put it to you this way. Would you rather lose more citizens here or have a group of people lend a hand, and if anything happened to us, no one in this town would be lost. Nobody would worry about the citizens because none of the citizens would be the ones going into the mines. Okay. Uh, Direct. I like it. Yeah, so Casimir, roll uh, with advantage, which means oh, okay. roll, roll twice and take the higher result. Okay, 14 plus 7, 21. Okay. Um, so... The dwarves kind of look at you, Steel Scar, in kind of disbelief and confusion because they feel almost like you were threatening them in a way, <laughs> based on what you said. I wasn't uh, trying to threaten I, I know, but they're so distracted by what you said that with Castamir here all like bubbly and happy to be here, they're like, uh, oh, okay, um, let us... Uh, let me let me uh, go talk to someone real quick, and you just see one of the guards kind of you know, run off into the the mansion, um, and come back a moment later with a. Uh, How fast did he run off? Uh, he didn't. He wasn't really sprinting, but like noise, so. <laughs> he wasn't sprinting, but he was moving at a um, brisk pace, right? <clears throat> he was jogging. Yes, there you go, jogging. Um. So eventually he returned with a, a halfling uh, with him. Uh, and the halfling um, has kind of slick back, black hair. Um, it's got mutton chops and kind of dressed well. And as um, he comes out, he greets or in- introduces himself. And he's like, uh, I, hello, my name is Solomon. Um, Casimir, I see that you have returned. Are you here to speak with Graston again? Exactly. Good to see you again. All right. Well, if you will just follow me inside, we can um, arrange something to speak with Solomon. Um, And with that, Solomon turns around and begins leading you guys inside the manor. Um, So you enter the manor grounds and begin making your way uh, past a large pool of water that has been hewn into the ground. Uh, You eventually enter a large set of doors uh, that are inside the mansion. Um, Before you, you see a large foyer. On the far uh, side of the foyer are a set of stairs that lead upward. On the left and right of the walls are small alcoves where stone statues depicting dwarves and heroic poses rest. In the center of the foyer is a large stone statue of a dwarf with a hammer raised high above his head, uh, looking like he's letting out some sort of battle cry. Solomon continues across the foyer and up the steps, um, and you guys follow him. and as he is walking, he's like, uh, we've notified Graston of your arrival. Um, you may have to wait a little bit till he's finished up with the meeting he's currently in. But once he's done, we can see about uh, getting you guys in there a chance to talk with him. Um, so Solomon continues across foyer and up the steps. Uh, so on the walls, you can see kind of exquisite paintings of, you know, frost-tipped mountains and dwarven cities hidden beneath mountains of stone and fierce battles. Um, you eventually reach the top of the steps and head down a long hallway lined with doors. Um, you continue till you come to a large or a doorway at the end of the hall. Um, and so Solomon 
kind of looks to you each and says, uh, just give me one moment and I will um, be back. And he kind of disappears in the door. Um, you guys wait there for a few more moments. And he eventually comes out um, and says, uh, Lord Graston, we'll see you now. And he kind of ushers for you guys to enter the door that he just came out of. <clears throat> um, so as your eyes adjust to the room, it is dimly lit. A do- large stone table sits in the middle of the room covered with what looks like the remnants of a recent meal. Multiple dwarves in armor stand around the room as a handful of dwarves in fine silken robes are in deep discussion at a table. Um, as you guys kind of move in, uh, Solomon speaks up and he says, uh, Lord Graston, Casimir Silverlash, and his companions are here to see you. Um, and a dwarf in fine red and black robes uh, motions for you all to move closer. His hands are, and arms are covered in all manner of rings and bracelets. Um, and Casimir, this is Graston Silverblood, the dwarf that you spoke with. Uh, and as you guys step forward, he's like, Ay, Graston, er, Casimir, good to see you again. And why are you here? Last time I remember you were trying to get in that mine. Yes, Lord Silverblood, good to see you again. And you're correct. I'm still trying to get into the mine, only this time I've come with some compatriots. I believe you are numbered out enough that we could do some real good if you'd only let us into the mine. He kind of looks each of you up and down. He's like, And what exactly are you hoping to accomplish if you go into the mine? Hoping to track down your missing villagers, sir. Uh, go ahead and roll a persuasion check. Uh, 10 plus, what, 7, 17. Okay. Um, so, Graston kind of thinks for a moment. Um, he's like, yes, I can see that you have some companions. He just kind of takes a deep breath and kind of starts to pace around the room, and he's like, please have a seat, and I will um, give you some information on the situation and see if you're still interested in heading down into that mine. Any kind of motions for you guys at the table to grab a seat? Um, you guys take a seat or stay standing? Yeah, I'll I take a seat. seat. I'll take a seat. Take a seat. Okay. Sure. All right. So you guys sit down, uh, and he's like, the situation in the mine has um, gotten a bit more tricky and has, um, than we had at first anticipated. Um... As you know, some of our miners have gone missing, and we have yet to locate them, which would seem odd if you're in a mine that goes to nowhere. But it turns out that our miners were able to tunnel their way into the Underdark, or at least a tunnel system connecting to the Underdark. And once that happened, they went missing, and we've been unable to find them. Since then, I've sent my men to um, quarantine the mine, make sure nothing gets out of there. Uh, and we've been working to clear out any of the creatures that were there. Um, but we're not done yet. There's still a few creatures down there that we need to deal with. How goes the effort so far? Is it so we still have a decent amount of creatures, or has it been successful? And he says, um, we've been successful for the most part. I've had a few men be injured by those just creatures from the Underdark, but overall it's been pretty successful. Um, but, like I said, we've had a few that have been injured. Do I know what the Underdark is? Uh, you can roll a history check if you'd like. 
Yeah, I also I was about to ask that too. I want to know if what I know for the Underdark. I rolled a 17. 17? Did you roll Levy? Oh, I did not roll. Let me roll. Yeah, I rolled a 17 as well, plus history. Yep. Uh, 20 okay. total. Uh, so what both you, Levy, and Elamir know about the Underdark is the Underdark is basically a uh, just this entire world beneath the surface. Um, just filled with all sorts of dark and twisted creatures down there. Um, it's not a place that you really go wandering in unless you are prepared for a fight, um, particularly against some pretty exotic creatures and uh, predators that are used to hunting in dark conditions. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So, creepy, to say the least. Um, I'm just thinking of the nether from Minecraft. Minecraft, <laughs> sorry, I can't say whether or not that's the case. Oh, we can fix that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's what you know about the Underdark. Scary place. Okay. Um, and so he is like, uh, if, so if you're still wanting entrance into the mine I think we could maybe arrange a deal of sorts to get you into that mine and to help me as well he says Casimir I turned you down previously because I wasn't sure you'd be up for the challenge but looks like you brought some friends so I'd be willing to see how it goes so here's the deal he says I'll let you into that mine on one account that you clear out the remaining creatures in that mine so my men don't have to do it. That will get you access to the mine. Once you're in the mine and you clear it out, if you're willing to find my missing miners, I'll be willing to pay you and to take care of whatever creatures are coming up this way. Uh, I turn to the others to see what they think of the the deal. That sounds agreeable to me. Um, only thing I want to ask is if there's any place in town where we could possibly supply ourselves with something, uh, with some things before we head down. He's like, hey, there are plenty of places in town that you could find some equipment and supplies before you head down there. Um, and I also would like to ask, um, who's been, is there anyone in town that's been down there, um, and like fought these monsters? Because I would love to talk to them about the types of creatures that they had been fighting. Uh, are you asking about the tunnel into the Underdark they so found is it like, did they have a... or just generally speaking? Yeah. Could you say that again? Well, well, you said that they've been fighting creatures, right? Gotcha. Oh, so you're just asking what they've fought in the mine. Yeah, what they've been fighting yes. so far, and so like if gotcha. whoever's been down there, because yeah. I don't really want to have another gelatinous cube fiasco. Yeah, uh, so Graston... Um, I do. <laughs> so Graston's like, um, the creatures that we, my guards have encountered so far have been some Grimlocks, and um, some... Make sure I get the right name. I get two, these two creatures mixed up all the time. I believe a Grell... Let me look it up real quick. 
I get Grix and Growl mixed up constantly. Nope, Grick. Yeah, I messed it up. <laughs> they've met, they've run it so he says uh, Grix and Gri- uh, Grimlocks are the creatures that they've run okay. so far. Uh, but you are not. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you roll? You roll a twenty on the asking about the Underdark. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. go ahead and roll a nature check as well to see if you know about these creatures. Oh, it's my lowest skill. Uh, five. Five. Uh, you're actually surprised you've not really heard much about Grimlocks and Gricks, even though you've traveled around, you know, been to lots of taverns, heard lots of stories. You're not familiar with these creatures. So then, I guess with me not knowing them, I turn to him and be like, I'm not quite familiar with either of these creatures. Um, do you happen to know more about them or know someone that we could talk to? It says, I, I know a bit about them. The Grimlocks are um, large, burly humanoid creatures um, carry on weapons made of bone and rock that they've found in the Underdark from creatures they've scavenged from. They eat any meat they can come across. And uh, they, uh, they have no eyes. It seems that their existence in the Underdark has rendered their eyes useless. And they rely only on smell and hearing. The Gricks are... Um, like snakes, almost, but uh, much more vicious, larger as well. Um, they have beaks that they grab you with. Um, those are the main creatures we've run into so far. Is there uh, anything else in the mines that we should be wary of? Um, he's like, well, my men have been able to secure most, secure most of the mine, save for the wing of the mine that actually has the entrance to the Underdark in it. So we've not ventured there. So, um, if there are any, if you're asking if there are any inherent inherent dangers in the mine, nothing other than the dangers that are always associated with heading down into a mine. Uh, but no, other than that, there's no other dangers that I'm aware of. Bye by me. How, what do you guys feel? Let's do it. I'm in. Elmer, you just might kill something, don't you? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just want to see if we can save anybody. All right. All right. Well, for the miners. He's like, I'm, I'm here for some adventure. All right. Let's like, do All right. This. Well, it sounds like we have a deal, but before we do that, we need to discuss the pay that you'll be receiving for the work that you do. Like I said, access to the mine itself is is contingent upon you clearing it out. That's you get no pay for that. That is your entrance into the mine. If you can find what has been abducting my miners and putting into it and killing whatever it is and bringing me proof, I'd be willing to pay you a thousand gold apiece. Dang. I know venturing into the underdark is not something people do lightly. And if you can return my miners, I will pay you 200 gold per miner you return. Let it never be cool. said the Silverbloods are cheap. No. Should, uh, I would not should say be upgrading that. your name for the gold plus at this rate. <laughs> uh. 
<laughs> he didn't like that joke. He kind of stares at you. Everyone's like that. <laughs> no one uh, I don't know. The Underdark not being taken lightly. I thought that was funny. Uh, <laughs> he's sick of your jokes. No, I'm joking. <laughs> he hates them all. It's Pungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and he's like, so, do we have a DM? Oh, there's another podcast. DM, you said it was 200 GP for each miner found, right? Yes. 200 gold per miner found and returned. You have to return. Uh, so my question is, if we do find any of your miners, if they're dead and we retrieve the body, would this would that still count? Um, I know I know it's important. Roll hold persuasion. On. Hold on, I'm not done talking though, because <laughs> I I uh I believe it is important to give everybody a proper burial. So roll persuasion. Roll persuasion, yes. Hey, I'm actually good at that. 13? 13. Okay. Um, he kind of thinks for a moment, and he's like, um, fine. If you can bring me proof, or just something about the miner, if you can bring their body back, something that can bring their loved ones some sort of comfort, knowing what had happened to them, or at least laying them to rest, I'll pay you 50 gold for each miner. You're able to do that. 200 if you bring them back alive. 50 if you bring back poof that they died. Uh, I have one question, if you don't mind. Um, so, how do you have a head count of how many miners have gone missing so far? Just so we know, like, in case they're spread out, we don't yeah. want to, like, leave the mine without people. Uh, I wrote it down. Let me find it. I believe it's five, but gotta find it. Yeah, we'll go with five for right now so I don't waste time looking. But I need to just check my notes. Nah. Yeah, screw the notes. <laughs> DM has said five, it's five uh, right now. Yes, we'll go with five. I, I believe it is five. five. I forgot. Are you sure? Yeah, is it not yeah, the chip yeah, right, that right, we right. like is common law? Yeah, yeah. Is it is it five or is it not fifty? <laughs> it says five miners have gone missing down in the mines. You can return right. them. We have a deal. Deal. I'm deal. Agreed. He extends his hand, his hand full of rings and bracelets all the way up. Um, quite an extravagant fellow, uh, and he proceeds to shake. Each of your hands, firm grip. It's like, all right. I'll send word over to the mine to let them know that you're coming. Just tell them that I sent you, and they'll let you inside. Once you're down there, look for Doloth. He's the guard in charge of the operation over there. He'll tell you what to do and point you in the right direction. And then, uh, I guess one last question is, uh, where, is there anywhere in town we could get some supplies? You know... I don't know about you because I don't know about everyone else, but I have a little bit of a hard time seeing in the dark. So I would love to be able to get like maybe a mining hat or something like that, something to project some light out there for me. He says, um, are you talking to him or the, your party? Yes. <laughs> him. Him. He's like, 
Yes. As I said before, there are plenty of places in town that you can find adventuring equipment. I would suggest you make your way into town and look about. Okay. Then I will head out. He's like, once you've returned, make your way back here. And your payment will be settled should you return. Be careful down there in the Underdark. It's a dark and twisted place. All right. With that, you guys make a Shopping time? (laughs) All right. So you guys make your way out of the uh, Silverblood Mansion. Um, Through the foyer, you guys made your way in. Um, uh, Down the long set of stone steps that lead up to the mansion, and you're back. Find your way back in town. What would you like to do? I look at Levy and I'm like, yeah, go shopping. I look at Levy and I'm like, if you need lights, I can create light for you. I, 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 yes, I can too. It's just more of projecting that light is what I'm looking for. I have a lamp and some torches. Not (laughs) the ideal when fighting. Yes, exactly. And a candle. I have candles as well. I used some of them to stuff my some of them to stuff in my ears to avoid the harpies. It was great. Good times. Nice. That's that's not a kind thing to call your wife. <laughs> I mean, uh, I can also. Unfortunately, I am not wed. And I, I I tell everyone like I can also uh, cast daylight if you need a bigger source of light. Ooh, I can. That is a very big source of light. I can only do that once, though. One and done. One and done. Till a long rest. <laughs> Wait, once ever? No, so, once like, per, if you once, use it, you can never use it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, yes, the sun only does rise exactly. once per day. I've never heard that logic before. That makes perfect sense. All right, so let us go shopping. shopping I guess let's go check the adventuring gear because I just kind of want to see what they have here. Shopping, shopping. Gotta shop till I drop. Alright, so you're making your way out into town to go get your shop on? Mm-hmm. And yeah. anywhere in particular you're wanting to go or just... Oh, yeah. go for it. Probably the Vextra's adventuring gear. We probably walked by it so I probably would have seen it, I guess. Sure, you said Vextra's adventuring gear. That's what you said? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you make your way over to Bextra's. Uh, let me find my notes. What? The DM is not prepared? I have my notes. I just gotta find them. <laughs> Alright, so you enter in. Um... Did I mess it up? Did I miss something? Yeah, I guess it didn't save it. Alright. So you guys make your way inside the Bextras. Um, as you walk in, you see a um, rather large, muscular um, female sitting behind the counter. Um, and just sitting there conversing with a, a ga- customer who's there right now. Um, you guys enter in, you see just kind of some weapons on the wall. You see, like, you know, some packs. Uh, just whatever you would expect in an adventuring gear um, store. Um, and as she, as you guys enter in, she looks up and she's like, ah, just give me a moment to finish with this customer and I will help you out. Is she a dwarf? No. I get my no. accents mis- mixed up sometimes, Levy. Okay, God. No, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I couldn't tell from the way she was described. Probably. No, she's a uh, human. 
Okay. Or looks human, from what you can tell. Um, so yeah, she finishes up with the um, customer that she was working with, uh, and looks over to you and says, "All right, how may I help you?" Hi, uh, we're looking to go into the mines, and well, I was wondering if you had anything that might help me out with that, because. You know, being a human and all, I can't see very well down there. It's like, yeah, probably going to be dark down there. I've not heard many good things from that mine. Yeah. So what are you looking for? No. Uh, ideally, I'd love some kind of like a like lamp or something like that that I could just like either wear somewhere, like maybe a headlamp or something to be able to be able to, you know, project light. <sighs> headlamp, huh? She kind of thinks for a minute. Mm -hmm. She's like, might have something. Not sure how helpful it'll be, but I'll take a look. Give it a shot. And she kind of goes in the back, um, comes out with a <clears throat> kind of this like helmet. Uh, and on the end of it has like, so it's just a regular helmet, but on the end of it is kind of a little, um, what's the word? Not platform, but kind of a little spot where it looks like something would sit, um, and it kind of has a glass thing in front of it. And she kind hmm. of sets it down and goes, "You can put a candle on this. That might help." Okay, that that looks good. How much for it? Uh, she says uh, five gold for this. Hmm. <laughs> that is expensive. How about I get a? A discount for, you know, a fellow human. <laughs> you're bonding over the fact that you're humans. <laughs> yeah, we're, we are We are human. <laughs> Roll a persuasion. And then, I, and then I give her, like, a, a wink and a smile. Well, before I step up and tell her, if you could provide us a discount, it would be greatly appreciated. We plan to be back later, but we're currently going into the mines to try to bring back some of your fellow villagers. Your missing neighbors, so to speak. All right. You can roll with advantage, Levy. Yes. And I'm persuading her. Yes. That's cheating. Some might say you're adventuring with advantage. <laughs> oh. I rolled a 15, so 25. 25. She kind of like leans forward on the table. She's like, fine. Three gold. Happily hand over the three gold. She's like, pleasure doing business with you. And she kind of pushes Thank the you. helmet towards you. She goes, I'm not going to lie. You're going to look pretty silly with that hat on. It's a shame. Don't worry. I got an idea. <laughs> She's like, Could I wear one of these over my helm? Um, the coiffin mask? You, a... oh, you could You could if you wanted to, yeah. Might be a little... Okay. Fit a little odd, but you could. Okay. I think I'll buy one of those too. Unless, does she have any sun rods? Uh, she does not. Okay. I, I look at... I, I turn to Elamir and I'm like, must be nice to be able to see in the dark, right? Yeah, it's pretty nice. <laughs> and I just, let, I just let out a laugh. <laughs> All right. So, so wait, double checking. Um, so it is human, elf, human, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, as far as you know. As far as, far as, as I know. Okay. <laughs> I look human as a dad was born. Well, he I'm, looks, he looks I, human I with look a nice hum beard. Yeah, gotcha. I look, like my character looks human. Quite large. The mining, human, though. But yes. The mining hat or helmet's what? Three gold, you said. Uh, she, as you, as you look, she goes, "It was three gold for him." <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, Can I please get this team deal as my friend here? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, go ahead and roll Persuasion, Casimir. Okay. Ten. She's Total. Like, <laughs> she kind of just like smiles and she's like, Hmm. How about four? Oh, she likes me more. <laughs> okay, I buy it for four. All right, she slides the helmet across to you. She's like, good luck with that. Hopefully the wax doesn't burn you. Is there anything else that I can help you with? Nope, I'm good. We good. All right. So um, I w- as we walk out, I want to modify my helmet a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I stay cool. back as they walk out, and once they out out of the room, I I ask the the vendor like, "Can you just sell me some torches? I don't think these ideas are gonna work." <laughs> I didn't want to say nothing in front sure. of them because I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> How much for a, a torch or two? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Look it up because I'm sure they're listed in the uh, thing. One one copper. So, I ask her. Let me get, let me get five of those torches, five. please. All right. She's gets torches, hands them to you, and says, "Pleasure doing business with you." I uh, leave a gold piece, and I'm gonna keep the change. I don't have any on me, and I just hit behind them. She kind of takes it and kind of pockets it. And as you're walking out, she's she kind of smiles like, "Hmm, I seem I seem pretty popular today." As you walk out. <laughs> I, I put them in like a little like a little bag that or something that I like a little bag that I have and I don't let anybody else know that I bought some okay. torches. All right, so you make your way outside as well. Yeah. So uh, I want to modify my hat a little bit if that's possible. Uh, what do you so mean? is there a candle already inside it? Uh, no. Okay. So then I want to take some of the wax I have and put it like on the top, and then I want to take. Uh, I guess like a gem or a little bead or something and then put it in the wax and like set it in there and then just leave it at like that for now. Okay. What are you, what are you hoping to do with this? I uh, put light on the gem. Cast the spell. And then, the so I don't actually have to burn a candle. Gotcha. Basically have something yeah, that's Cause it's, I just touch an object. Okay. And so, um, yeah, go ahead. And it's just going to the object go ahead and roll, is what I'm hoping. Um, for. a basic intelligence check. Just see how well you put it together. Natural one. Levy is smart. <laughs> so you guys, you guys watch as Levy just kind of like squats down in the middle of the street. Oh, the natural one. It is just he's sitting there, just like smashing this wax onto his helmet and just kind of trying to shove this gem in there, and it, the gem just keeps falling out, and he starts to get like frustrated. Maybe the gem's too big. Maybe the gem's too big. Uh, anyone have a better idea? Something small, maybe? Anyone have something small? Wait, so wait, you can cast light? Why don't you just cast it on a little hand that's attached to the hat? Well, I'm so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I say, to, I, I say to myself and Celestial, good thing I got these torches. Speaking Celestial, I just look and nod at him. <laughs> All right. I hear these two people talking in Celestial, and I go, I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so, what were you going to do? You were just going to cast light on the, like, the, did I know? Did I know? On the, thing, the glass thing. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. I feel like that would probably work. <laughs> Looking at the range of these candles, I'm immediately regretting that purchase. <laughs> <laughs> God. You do look, uh, the, the hats look like as you, Casimir, and Levy just kind of put them on Triumph, you look kind of ridiculous. But, you know, you got, you got a nice helmet out of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. When I said that, uh, would I have noticed Elamir like reacting to my, uh, or like giving like the nod of approval when I said that? Like, would I have noticed him understanding me? Um, I mean, he turned and nodded to you. You don't know if it was a nod of he didn't know what you're saying and just nodded, or could I insight that? See if I sure, you can roll pick insight. up on it. Uh, 22. Elamir, were you trying to hide the fact that you can speak Celestial, or you're just like, eh? Uh, not necessarily. Okay, you were just kind of like, alright. Just um, like, hey. Yeah. Um, so, he seemed to, just kind of like from the reaction he kind of gave and just looking at his face, it seemed like he may have known what you said. But you're, All right. not, you're not exactly certain. But also, like, if you just spoke a different language, I might just want to look anyway, you know? Yeah. So what not, the heck, man? Yeah. And he didn't really give you much other than just look at you and nod, so. Yeah, no, that's all, that's all. So, uh, are we ready, guys? Yeah. You two look extremely funny with those things on. <laughs> just saying. Hey, I can't help it, my friend. I can't see in the dark. Like someone. <laughs> Have you tried? And just hear me out, opening your eyes. <laughs> oh, silly me. Why did I think of that? Of course. <laughs> just open my eyes really wide. Like, oh, yep. Still can't see. You can, just not in the dark. <laughs> you put your hands All in right. front of your eyes. <laughs> I guess we make our way to the mines and look for uh, Dolaf or Dulaf. Dolaf. Right. Dolaf. Making your way toward the mine, done with your shopping? Shopping spree's over. Okay. Alright. Shopping. You guys make your way toward the Silver Ridge Mine. Um, located at the north end of the town up here. Um, so as you get closer, you make your way through the quarry. The quarry... Um, oh, hold on, I have some... Where is it? Some stuff here. Alright. Um, so, as you guys are entering the quarry, the quarry, you see lots of, um, lots of large carts sitting around with kind of stones and rocks in them. Uh, you also see miners walking about, moving stone, tools, any other items. Uh, they kind of honestly look bored. Like they don't really have a ton to do since the. And you figure that since the mine was closed, they aren't mining. So, they're just kind of looking for stuff to do to keep themselves busy. Um. You see, to your left and right, you see, like, large two-story buildings. You can see kind of people making their way in and out of those buildings. Um, there is a heavy guard presence in the area. You can see some dwarven guards making their way, you know, walking around. Um, and you eventually make your way up to the mine entrance. Um, and as you do, you see a pair of dwarven guards standing nearby at the entrance. Uh, and as you get closer, one of them speaks up and he's like, Hey! Are you those that Graston were sending over to go into the mine? Casimir, I believe, is one yep. of your names. I wave at him. I'm Casimir, and yes, Graston sent us over. He's like, all right. Make your way inside. Look for Doloth. He'll tell you what to do. 
And they uh, can... I ask him if he can spare any torches to help us on our way. Just so we don't get lost in the dark. Uh, and he's like, you need torches? I suggest you go buy some from, from the town. Fair enough. I have torches right. if you need them. I looked at a cast oh, and I have torches. Let me see your hat real quick. <laughs> As soon as, as, as soon as, uh, as, soon I, as I he touch the that, lens and light it, there you go. As soon as, as soon as the guard says that, I pull out two of the of the five torches I bought, and I hand one to both Casnir um, and Levi, and I'm like, I came prepared. I look at the torch, I touch my hat, the lens, and then light up the lens and cast light on it. Okay. Right. Me too. All right. Okay, but here's the thing. How successful does that work with how he ended up rolling our deer? Well, so he's casting so he's casting light on the little glass thing on the Okay. So he oh. he was trying to make a wax thing. It didn't work out too well, so he just cast it on the lens yep. per Casimir's suggestion. Uh, and as you guys are standing there like getting ready, like about to light your torches, the dwarf saying saying is like, uh you do realize that the the mine is lit. It's not pitch black in there, right? Currently. <laughs> Graston had repeatedly led me to believe otherwise, but good to know we don't have to worry. Thank you. They just look confused as they let you enter the mine. How ridiculous does Levy look? How ridiculous does who look? Levy, how ridiculous does he look right Absolutely now? ridiculous. Yes. Just as big old, doing like terrible things to my like, hair though. Levy's usually he's usually a good looking guy, but the the big heavy helmet he's wearing, it kinda like it does that thing where it kinda like goes down over his eyes sometimes, so he's always having to like push it up and just it looks a little ridiculous. I don't know. I just think of my character wearing a Halloween mask and a pith helmet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the peak of stylishness. There you go. Perfect. All right, uh, so you guys make your way inside the mine. Uh, so as you enter the mine, it takes a moment for your eyes to kind of adjust. Not really, actually, because of Levy's bright light that he currently has on his head. Um, the smell of I earth... I also cast on uh, uh, any cast on mine, well. too. Oh, so yeah. we both yeah. have there nice, bright lights. There you go. Um, so I boisterously of... thank him. <laughs> From human to human. Thanks Instantly regret making lots of noise in an enclosed space full of likely monsters. <laughs> Alright, well, let me do this real quick. Oh, I messed up. I have persuasion rolls against dwarves. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. Weird. My belt. No, yeah, because my belt. Yeah, yeah. Alright, we're going to switch over. Perfect. I'm blind. Alright. Um, so Where are we at? Where are we at, DM? Come on, I'm ready to kick some butt. Don't you worry. Let's do it. Well, while they do that, uh, let me go get some quick water. All right. There you go. I have water see as that? well. In the form yep. of melon. There we go. Perfect. Actually, I'm going to move it down real quick on the stream. There we go. Uh, you should have control of your, your figure, guys. Yep. Gave you guys new ones as well, so... Thought they fit a little better. Um, all right, mine's the same. Yes, yours is the same. I couldn't find a better bar. <laughs> um, all right, so you enter the mine. It takes a moment for you. It's just blow. I know it doesn't. All right, smell of earth rises up to meet your noses as you gaze around. 
the walls, ceiling, and ground beneath you are a mixture of earth and stone. Uh, had it not been for the light that was cast on Levy and Casimir's helmets, uh, there's torches kind of lighting the sides. Um, so you guys, up ahead, you can see a dwarf standing at the edge, uh, at the end of this hall that you're kind of standing in as you enter the mine. Um, and you can see just kind of off the side some bits of carts with kind of stones in them and stuff like that. Um, and as you kind of enter the mine, you actually see two other dwarves bent rounding the bend um, right here, this corner. Um, as you do that, you see one dwarf. Uh, he has a black beard and eye patch over his eye where a large scar runs down his face. Uh, and you see an older dwarf, kind of a graying beard and graying hair. Uh, he has a pair of spectacles kind of, you know, kind of down on the end of his nose. Um, as you guys enter, the dwarf approaches the one with the eye patch. He's like, Aye, are you the one that Graston sent over to take care of the issues in this mine? Indeed. It's all right, and he extends a hand. He's like, my name's Dulleth. I'm kind of in charge of clearing out this mine from these creatures. Um, if you follow me... We'll take it where you need to go. Sounds good. Around. Lead the way. Aye, aye, aye Captain. Away. All right. Um, let me clear it our reveal. All right. So, mine goes here. Bam. Oh, hold on. You know what? We need a change of music. Cave music? Mine music? Mime music. Mime. Oh, that's. Uh, 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 Wait, uh. how's that work? <laughs> All right, so you guys continue down this path that kind of turns, and you can see dwarven guards kind of standing either sides of the um, mine as you're walking along, and you eventually get to a spot where it's kind of a large open room, and in the center of the room, you see this um, what looks like some sort of platform in the center of the room. Um, so you guys can move your minis up there. If you'd like, if you all have control. Perfect. All right, so... Uh, so, Duluth and um, the other dwarf, who... Oh, forgot to, forgot to introduce him. Uh, he had introduced himself as Kif. He is the foreman of the mine. Um, and so he... They uh, get onto this platform that's right there. Uh, and motion for you guys to enter on. And Kif's like, oh, this is the... This is the lift that will take us down into the mine. Please step on, and we will descend into the mine. Going on an elevator. All right. Wait, so elevators exist in this world? A lift exists in this world with pulleys, okay. yes. <laughs> no, there's, as you enter, the doors close, and there's a... On the panel is just some buttons that... I'm not joking. Uh, hit, hit the lowest one. Yeah. World of magic. <laughs> I hit them all. Just, oh, God. Buddy the elf them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, so as you guys enter, the um, Kif kind of uh, looks over to one of the dwarves standing near the edge of the lift and is like, oh, we're ready to descend. And he kind of, the dwarf kind of pulls this lever as you guys begin to descend down into the mine. Um, and as you're lowering, Kif just speaks. He's like, oh, we will descend a hundred feet into the mine. Um, he just starts talking. He's like, the mine has been here um, 
as long as the city was built around the mine. It's been here for 150 years. Uh, it was founded by the Silverblood family, Golda Silverblood, the father of Graston Silverblood. Um, as you guys are going, you can see kind of on the earth near the platforms, you can kind of see bits of like something reflecting the light um, in the walls. Uh, and as you kind of ask about it, um, Kith just kind of says, Ah, yes, those are the silver veins that run through the mine here. Oh, we um, didn't ask about it. <laughs> you're asking about it. Too bad. <laughs> uh, and he's like, uh, But these are pretty small veins, so we never saw the benefit in the mining those. It's kind of a nice um, entrance into the mine. Uh, and so you guys just continue down deeper and deeper into the mine. Um, until finally, with a clank, ends, and you guys find yourself down here. Let me make sure it's still on stream. Okay, good. I'm going to move it over on stream. There we go. Alright, so you guys are down there on the new platform. Uh, and it kind of like stops with a jolt as you guys kind of bounce up and down. And then Doloth and Kif kind of get off and make their way forward in this direction. And as you guys I, are kind of exiting the yeah, you can see that there is a entrance over here. Um, but they make their way over this direction. And uh, Wait, so which as, direction are they going? Over here? They're going over here. Sorry, I realize I don't have minis. Oh, I'm revealing. Yeah, that area right up here. Okay. Let me reveal it. There we go. All right, so as you're walking, um, Duloth begins to speak, and he's like, um, it says, um, did, did Graston tell you what we've encountered down here in the mine? He mentioned some Gricks and some Grimlocks, but we wanted to check with you and see if you'd seen anything else. Says, I, that's what we've been running into in the mine. Um, many of those creatures. Uh, Levy, you know your video dropped? No. Uh oh. Can you guys still see him? Uh oh. Nope. nope. We have lost him. No. Man, those Grimlocks are OP. <laughs> Cheaters. R- Rip okay. Levy. There we go. He's yeah, back. Perfect. So okay. I don't know why it's not coming out of my right headset anymore. That's weird. Oh, he's gone. I'll be back. Hit the refresh button. Back. Hit reconnect. Maybe it'll help. All right, well, I think he can still hear us. Um, anyways, so Doloth is like, uh, yes, it's mainly been Grimlocks and Gricks that we've been running into. Nasty creatures. Keep an eye out for them. Uh, they have a habit of trying to blend in with the uh, the stone work around, so make sure you keep an eye out for them. They'll give you some trouble. <clears throat> Any advice for how best to put the beasties down? He looks, looks at your... Uh, axe on your back and he's like an axe always does a good work right, that works laugh and response alright alright I'm back sorry cool uh, I cannot see your video can anyone else see his video you guys can hear me right I can hear I you can, yes I can see and hear him ditto both uh, uh, nope still can't see you there we go you can see no. him now I can see him okay hold on let me reconnect Nope, still can't see him. Can you guys see him? Yeah. I see him. 
Yeah. Are you kidding me? I can't. <laughs> Let me reconnect. Uh, Scott, I can, right now. I can hear you. There we go. All right. Working there we go. Now. All right. Did you hear all that, Levy? Nope, I heard none of it. Okay, he just basically Sorry. said they were Gricks and Grimlocks or what they've run into so far. Um, pretty much, that's it. Um, okay. He's like, all right, Will, if you're ready, just follow the tunnel. Um, there'll be a few rooms off to the side. Check them to make sure they're clear. Um, but the, the entrance to the Underdark will be at the end of this wing of the, of the, the mine. So just keep an eye out for the creatures. We're not sure how many have made their way in from the Underdark. Um, just keep an eye out. Like I said, they can kind of blend in with the sewn work, so keep an eye out. And do your best to clear out this area. Once you've done that, um, let us know when we can come up and help secure the entrance to the Underdark. Sound good? Yep. Is that all right? Um, so how far yeah. down is the entrance to the Underdark? Uh, what do you mean? Like, measurement miles... Oh, oh, yeah, it's, he says, uh, this wing of the mine is not, um, it's not terribly deep. It's, um, distance-wise, um, maybe a half mile. It's not far. Okay. Through the mine. Just mainly long tunnels and corridors is what he kind of tells you, but he does say just make sure you check the small, like, inlets that are here and there uh, before continuing on. Um... All right, with that, he motions to the two dwarves that are kind of standing nearby. Um, there's, like, a heavy cart with, like, stones that are sitting in, that's sitting in front of this passage, and you kind of get the sense that that was to keep any creatures that may try and break their way out um, from making their way out. Um, and so they clear that area out, and you guys step in. So I'll do this. There we go. So the cart's right here. Why is my thing? Oh, it's because I'm revealing areas. That's why. So the cart's right there. Uh, so go ahead and make your way up here. There we go. And, all right. So once you're done there, you kind of hear as the dwarves kind of... And move the the cart back behind you guys um, to make sure nothing gets out. Um, all right. Uh, so at this point, this area of the mine is dark because they haven't been over here yet. So any torches that were over here at one point have kind of died. There's still some light from this room over here, but kind of as you're turning that corner, it's kind of lightless. So Steel Scar, since you're in Elamir, since you guys kind of have the view there, go ahead and roll a perception checks for me. Perception. 24. 18. 18. All right, so with your dark vision, you can make out the tunnel. Makes its way. Oh wait, wrong. God, here we go. The tunnel continues forward in that direction. Um, All right. Uh, taking uh, taking point. I'll push up. Okay. Around there. All right. Uh, so as you enter this room, I want to look around as I'm walking to are make you sure walking that in. Are you poking your head in and looking around first? Like I'm like poking around, walking in slowly. I guess I guess I would take like steps at a time, looking around, making sure that there's like nothing around us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not a very um, wide. Uh, yeah. So like right there, like yeah. poking okay. in a bit, making yeah. sure that so you can clear. see that 
Yeah, so there's a entrance here, or at least an area that goes up that direction. Uh, and then down here is just a room. And in this room, you can see, like, it looks like there was some, you know, once a vein here, some you can see kind of stones on the ground that the miners were working on. There's, like, a cart nearby with some stuff in it um, that, you know, it looks like it was kind of abandoned. Uh, picks are kind of laying on the ground. Um, stuff like that is what you can see in, in that room. And then, yeah, there's uh, this area up top that looks like it continues onward into a different area. I'll I'll take a peek up top and like look down, see if I if there's anything down that way. Okay. Uh, so yeah, what you can just see down is the hall, the tunnel kind of extends yeah. its way to here before making a turn right over this direction to the left. All right, I'll move around here and like. Peek, like, kind of like peek around the corner, yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll a perception check. Uh, 17. 17. Okay. Uh, give me one second. I kind of have to keep switching my uh, things around. Maybe not. Oh. Whoop. DM, are you okay? Yeah, I'm trying my uh I'm trying to fix my cursor, it's all jacked up. Have you tried pressing the correct oh, that's button? The freaking problem. God, that gets me every time, man. Okay. I figured it out. I I was under the reveal area. You were in reveal mode? Yeah, I kept I'm like, why am I not able to move things here? Not bad. Okay. Uh, so what you roll, 17, you said? Yes. Okay, so what you're able to see, looking in, is you can kind of poke your head around. You see that the room kind of extends here, and you can see that it extends over to this direction. And you can kind of make out a small area here that enters into another tunnel. Um, so you kind of see this part of it right there. Uh, and you can also make out that the room kind of extends upward in that direction as well. All right, I would like to proceed forward quietly. Okay. Uh, we'll go ahead and roll stealth, which I believe you so, have disadvantage on, right? I do have disadvantage <laughs> on stealth. Thank you for reminding me, DM. I guess to back him up, I'll also try to stealth. Okay. <laughs> so I'll uh, pull out my axe in case shit hits the fan. Yeah, I have my, my sword is drawn. All right. I rolled a 14. Uh, for stealth, and what did you get? Yeah. Um, steel scar. With disadvantage for stealth, I got a thirteen. It's not bad for disadvantage. Um, so you move in. Uh, you feel like you did okay, as far as you can tell. Um, as you enter in the room, uh, you can make out more of what you're seeing. Yeah, I go. I push in just into the, the entrance of the room and look yep. around. So sure. you can see that there is like a cart over here in the corner. Um, over there and then you see the rest of this room right here and then you can see the hall that extends down that direction alright any creatures or anything suspicious about Um, nothing that you can see go ahead and roll perception 15 15 give me a second 
Since I'm in the back, can I kind of like keep an eye behind this and make sure nothing is like coming up from behind? Yeah, you can keep an eye behind you guys. What was your perception? 15. 15. You don't see anything in this room as you're moving your way through. And I'm just like, Good, I'm... Uh, the thing here. Good lord. There we go. Alright, and I'm just like, guys, the coast looks clear. We should press forward uh, as quietly as we can, just in case anything pops out at us. Okay. So I'll push like over here. And check out that cart. Yeah, you can make your way over to the cart. And I'll push over over to where I moved it. I want to check it out. All right. Okay. So you take a peek in the cart, and it looks like there are some, uh, looks like stones, uh, maybe bits of gem, or not gem, but like silver that is kind of just been collected in there. Again, it looks like it was kind of abandoned uh, and left here. Uh, but as you're kind of like standing there, taking a peek in, um, you hear kind of this noise behind you, uh, kind of the so- sound of something kind of moving against stone. Uh, as you there's my dice hold on I dropped it oh no they roll again what's your AC that's a good question 15 15 okay uh that's Alright, let me just finish this up. Okay, so you feel behind, you hear behind you the sound of kind of something moving in stone um, as you feel, like, hear the snap behind you, uh, and it, you feel it just kind of like clamp onto your leg, but it kind of just catches most of your, the armor that you're wearing. Uh, but then you also feel this, uh, just kind of this thing kind of pierce through your shoulder on the top. Uh, and as you take uh, 11 points of piercing damage. Can I use cutting words on it? Uh, I guess I not since it's like since a sneak attack, I guess? Yeah, since you were surprised, you're not able to do that. Uh, and then at the same time as that's happening, uh, Casimir, you also hear the sound of something behind you. How much damage? Sorry. I think it was 11 points of piercing damage, is what I said. Yeah, you said yeah. 11. What's your AC? 19. 19. Okay. Not well. All right, so Casimir, you feel something kind of nip at the back of your leg as well, and it just kind of catches armor, and you also feel this piercing thing in your shoulder that it also just hits armor. Um, as you guys turn around and see these creatures standing, they look like they had hidden themselves among the uh, the stonework. That was it. Everyone rolling a show. Dun dun dun! Battle music. Yeah, man. Let me get it going. Still scar. How did you miss (laughs) those? Those look so huggable. Oh my gosh, that's creepy. I rolled a nine. Ten. Oh god. Twenty-three. All right. Let me write it down. All right. So Levy, you got. He will do twenty-five to twenty. Anyone? What'd you get, Levy? 23. 23. 23. I got 20. Steel Scar. 
Fine, I gotta finish rolling for these. Okay. Okay. Uh, 20 to 15, anybody? No. 15 to 10. 10. Okay. 9, 9. You got 9. Okay. Sorry, I'm just writing it down. Take your time. We're not in a hurry. You just want to kill some stuff, right? Alright. So, as you guys kind of you're able to see what's kind of going on these creatures in this room with you. Uh, they look to be like serpentine, uh, but instead of like at the head, you see just kind of these four um, kind of like tentacles that around it in the middle is just a beak. This like sharp, wicked looking beak. And it just kind of like snaps you like uh, as it's ready to fight. So Steel Scar, or Levy, you were able to react first. I, I, I cool. have a feeling I know where this is going. <laughs> I'm going to bane both of the targets. Okay. So it's a charisma save. Okay. What's your uh, DC? 15. 15. All right, they both fail. They're okay, so they... What? So they're not very charismatic. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't figure. So D4 from every roll from yep. now on. Okay. All right. And then as a bonus action, I would like to uh, start bong- doing some more bongos and uh, give Bardic Inspiration to... Uh, I'll give it to, I guess, uh, Steel Scar. Okay. You guys just watch his legs. I, I haven't built enough for, uh, or with... Yeah. You guys watch the Levy School of the Bongos. Boom! <laughs> Inspiration uh, is a D8, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's a D8 now, right? Levy? Uh, let me check. Uh, regardless of Steel Scar, you are up. Yeah, it's 1D8. Alright. Um, if, if I'm flanking with uh, Levy, would I be granted advantage on this attack? Um... I'm gonna say probably not, since Levy probably doesn't have a weapon drawn or anything. Do I count, or am I not opposite? Uh, I'm gonna say no. You're not. Uh, you're not. No. All right. They kind of. They kind of got rid of the. Uh, I mean, I never draw a weapon now. But he's. You know, I know. Still they, in there. So they kind of. They kind of got rid of the advantage on flanking in five E. All right. Did they? Oh. Yeah, because advantage is kind of something you gotta work for, kind of thing. All right, you're the DM, you're the boss. I'm gonna, <clears throat> I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. If we need to change it, we can change it. That's later. fine. Uh, I'm gonna, ch- uh, I'm gonna hit this one right here in front of me. Yep, makes sense. I'm gonna just swing, and that'll be. Twenty. Actually, actually, you know what? I'll give you advantage. Go for it. All right. If that changes what you're gonna do, you can change as well. No, uh, I'm still. I'll take that twenty. Not natural though. Okay. That is a hit. I believe. Awesome. Yep, it's a hit. Awesome. Two D. Oh, I need to read. Jeez. So that's two D six. Ooh, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 points of damage. Slashing damage. 14 points of slashing damage. 
Yeah. Okay, so you slash the creature as it kind of lets out a... But uh, your, dam- your attack doesn't seem to do as much damage as you would expect to the creature. Oh, no. And, um... Uh, that'll be the end of my turn. Did you get two attacks? Oh, yeah, I do get two attacks. You're right. <laughs> there you go. I'm saving you. Would, that, would I still have advantage then? Yes. Natural 20, baby. Nice. Okay. Blue dice for the win. Alright, so I guess we roll that one. 10, 20, 24 damage on the second attack. Alright. Again, your attack doesn't seem to do as much damage as you would have expected uh, to the creature. It's been hurt, but it is uh, still up. You said, how much was it? 20, you said? 24 damage. 24 damage, okay. And since I hit with a critical, I get to use a, a, a bonus action to make an extra attack. Good lord. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> Damn, that wasn't so good. Uh, 16 hit? That is a hit. Oh, yes. Okay. 12 damage. 12 damage. Fighters, man. Yeah. I just gonna fight. <laughs> All right, the the creature again lets out another. Rawr! It's looking really hurt, but it is not down yet. And that will be the end of my turn. All right. Uh, next up are the creatures. Um, so this one, oh, let me switch over. This one, getting wailed on by Steel Scar, is going to turn and attack Steel Scar. Uh, so it's gonna attack you. I did nothing wrong. And then it does get the minus four. So what's your AC? 17. 17. So roll the 17 then. So it meets it, beats it. Yeah. Yep. So first attack is going to hit you. Mm -hmm. Take. Uh, So you can take nine points of slashing damage. Nine? The, yes, nine points of slashing damage as the tentacles just slash across you, catching you, and it's going to attack with its beak. But DM. What? One of the good guys. <laughs> it's like, did I miss something? Uh, oh. like the beak is going to hit as well. So you're going to take. Uh, you're did gonna, you minus four as well? Yep, I took the minus four. Uh, oh. You're going to take a. Uh, eight points of piercing damage as it latches down on your forearm. Jesus. Uh, Alright, so the second creature is going to move up on Casimir. Oh boy. And is going to attack you. Hey, buddy. Alright, first attack. That's going to miss. A five. Second attack. Uh, let's see. What's your AC? 20? 19. 19. Alright, it's going to hit. As with ah. So the first it attacked with its tentacles and tried to slash across your armor, and it just kind of hit. You blocked it with your shield. Uh, but then as you come back, uh, it kind of bites down on your forearm as well, dealing five points of piercing damage. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. All right, and that is the creature's turn. They just kind of let out a hiss at you guys. Uh, next up is Casimir. Okay. Let me... Let that go. 
sorry, checking how channel divinity works for this version. Yeah. <laughs> kill them all, kill them all. Yeah, <laughs> that's the idea. Okay, so I can't find the thing, so I'll just do the double attack, um, attack towards, uh, um, yeah, okay. towards the one that's flailing at me. Okay, so uh, attack one was a five plus, I'm not sure what. Uh, the proficiency plus strength. So your proficiency at this point is like three or four. It's plus three. Plus three, and then your strength. Okay, so six. So okay, so, so eleven. eleven. So uh, that will miss. So you swing your, bring your axe down, and the creature is able to pull back. From your first okay. Attack. Second one is uh three plus three. Okay, so twenty-five. Twenty-five is a hit. Okay, cool. Rolling for a hit. Uh, seven plus three, ten. Ten. Okay, so you bring as the creature comes back and into position, you bring the axe down again and okay, catching it off guard. It just lets out a as you hit it. Um, it your attack similar to Seal Scars. It doesn't seem to do as much damage as you would expect to the creature. Um, so that. Uh, would anything you like to do? Would you like to move anywhere? Stay where you are. Uh, I think I'll stay right where I am. Okay. Uh, now, Elamir, you are up. All right, quick question. Um, can you do a bonus action between two attacks? Uh, or yes. does it have to be at the end? Yeah. Okay. All right, so I'm going to move up and attack the one attacking Casimir. So if you move with over there, my... the one is going to get to attack you right here. Um, can I just attack that one from here then? You can, yeah. Diagonally, you can attack. Are you doing it with your right. bow or with your weapon or sword? My short sword. Okay. Yeah, you can attack it. Okay. Wait, why you have a short sword? I got two of them, baby. And I'll say you can have advantage since you have allies flanking it. It's pretty much surrounded. Looking around at everyone around it. Alright, so an 18 plus 7. That is a hit. So, Alright, and then the damage is 1d6 plus 4. So 6 damage. Six damage. All right. Yep. So as you slash at this creature, it seems to deal less damage than you expect. But Steel Scar had hurt it pretty bad. So as you slash, you just cut, or actually just drive the short sword straight into like this creature's like throat, and goes limp on Gross. your sword as you pull it out. <laughs> so the first one is dead. All right, and then I don't have to because I have movement but it'll look flashy, so I'll use Misty Step to come here. Okay. And then I will attack this one from so behind. You guys, you guys watch as Elamir disappears and then appears behind that creature. Alright, and that is a 14. Um, that is a hit. <sighs> nice. That would have been really lame to teleport and miss. <laughs> Alright, and that's only 5 damage. Okay. Again, your, your attack doesn't seem to do as much damage as you would expect. Uh, we are back to the top with Levy. Sweet. I'm gonna, like, take a step down, turn towards it, and fire off, like, two beams of Eldritch Blast energy into, okay. into it. So, first beam, 17 plus, what is it? Charisma. 7, so 24. That's a hit. Yeah, 
24, so then it's a d10. That beam does seven damage. Okay. And then the second beam is a eight to hit. Eight to hit? That's and does probably. Yeah, so that's a miss. Yeah, so the first right. beam hits. So, Ella or Levy, you reach out your hand and shoot a beam as it just goes. It hits the creatures, it lets out a howl, and then the next one you shoot as well. And unfortunately, it seems to hit the creature's hide in a spot that doesn't seem to hurt it too much. Um, so next up is Steel Scar. I'm going to move up to it. Okay. And I'm going to attack it twice. All right. All right, so first hit is... 25 You're still inspired, to too, if you need to. 25 20, And then the second attack... Oof, I rolled really low. So you said a DA, right? Yeah. Ah, oh, nice. Uh, 15 to hit on the second one. Both are hits. All right. First damage. Let me roll that one. Ooh. Uh, first damage is 15, and then the second damage is 14. So 15 and 14 damage. So 29 damage altogether. How do you want to do this? So I just push up to it with my sword, uh, with my, uh, my blade drawn, and I just, like, pierce it right like right behind the beak like where there's like whatever little flesh is there and i just like jab it in there all right so you guys watch as steel scar approaches this creature which is already looking a bit frightened as its um, hunting partner was killed um and he just steps forward and just shoves this giant sword right through this creature it just kind of goes out the other side as the creature just kind of and just kind of goes limp hanging on the blade um as he pulls the blade from it and falls to the ground um, and we are out of combat. Nice job. Someone's getting sued. <laughs> That's you. Okay, so who's hurt? How bad? Or how do I tell? Uh, I, think- I lost. I lost third of my <laughs> HP. <laughs> Anybody else hurt or significantly hurt? I lost almost 20 good hit points, about a quarter of my HP. I'm oh good. Um, okay, so I'll heal Levi 10 and Steel Scar 10 All right. using Lay on Hands. All right. My man. You guys each get 10 hit points back. Yeah. Woo. And that'll leave me I'm five more, so I can either cure disease, neutralize poison, or heal five more. There you so. go. All right. We got have that in the pocket. All right. And I, I look at the group and I'm like, guys, I'm sorry, I missed that. I, I guess, I guess they were good at hiding. <laughs> you should, you should maybe give yourself a light. <laughs> With that being said, I take out one of my uh, torches and I light it. Are you casting light, or are you physically lighting it with fire? I'm physically lighting it with like a flint and stone okay. that I have in one of my right. traveler's pack. Takes you light a up moment. the torch. Takes you a moment, but you're able to uh, light your torch. Equipment torch. It grants me. It burns for one hour and provides light in a twenty foot radius. All right. And dim light for an additional twenty feet. Yep. That's so same. bright light twenty feet, but yep. So I have forty feet of range with that. 
all together. 20 bright and 20 extra after that dim. There you go. All right. What would you guys like to do? Uh, I would like to move back into where I was at. If this thing Going down this let... hall? Yeah. Over here. Okay. All right. So you guys watch as Steel Scar begins making his way back down the hall that you guys were headed before you got attacked by the creatures. So I'll keep moving forward stealthily again. Okay, go ahead and roll stealth. Disadvantage because yay me. I, oh no, I used my inspiration. Crap. Okay. Uh, oof, that is horrible. Uh, <laughs> that's a six total for okay. stealth. So you guys. Steel Scar, you move up and you think you do a pretty good job, but you guys watch as just you hear clank, 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 clank as he just moves his way down the hall, like down the hall. trying to squat and like he forgot to put his sword away and it's like hitting the walls and stuff. <laughs> and I, I, as I'm moving forward, I do want to like look around again and make sure this time the coast is clear. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, go ahead and roll perception when you get to the end of this hall. All right. So I'll push like right there and then perception. That is, oh my god. That's a three. Three. Okay, well what you can see is that you can see the <laughs> hall goes this direction and it also goes this direction up here. So um, it goes up and down? Yep, and you can see that there is a little you know, it goes off in that direction and up here it kind of goes off in this direction. Guys, north or south? South. With that being said, up what? No opinion. Uh, I heard somebody stay south, so I will push to the bo- uh, okay. bottom here. All right. You can see from where you're standing that there is a room up ahead. Is that a cart? Uh, yeah, so you can kind of see at, in this room, which you can see it opens up, uh, there is a cart kind of just sitting there. You can't really make out what's on it, but you do see a cart. I'll push up to the cart as slowly as I can looking around again making sure that like okay good and roll no- another perception check nice 19 19 okay so you can as you enter the room you're able to see there's like a pile of rubble over here in the corner uh, and then you can see that the uh, room kind of extends up this direction alright uh, can I inspect the pile of rubble first sure uh, go ahead roll an investigation investigation 19 minus 1 18 okay so you move up and uh, you kind of like start kicking the rubble and looking around it and it looks like uh, you know again this was it it looks like things here were left in a hurry Uh, maybe the miners were in the process of moving this into that cart that's nearby Uh, just kind of clear space Um, but yeah just from what you can tell just seems to be some sort of pile of stones and rubble that they were clearing out. All right. And what about the cart itself? Uh, the cart itself has... It's similar to the cart you saw up ahead that the dwarves moved so you could get here, but it has some stones in it. Again, just rubble and rocks that... It seems like they were maybe trying to clear out. All right. With that being said, um, I'll like signal the rest of the folks that it's clear in here, and I'll push up towards this hallway. Okay. Uh, Can I look for any sort of, like, tracking? I don't know if... Like if there's any footprints or anything in this area? Yeah, or, like, if the snake things leave slime or something. I don't know. Sure. Uh, Go ahead and roll... 
survival. That's what it would be. Survival. 16. 16. Um, so you can, as you kind of like squat down, you're kind of examining the footprints that they haven't already stepped on. Um, you can see that kind of heavier footfalls uh, that maybe look like dwarven feet or something. Um, as well as it looks like, yeah, kind of like snake-like figures here in the, the ground as well. Okay. Are they going any particular direction? Uh, they seem to be going up the direction you came. Okay. I'll keep that knowledge to myself as it doesn't seem to be too important and we'll soldier on. Alright, well, Seal Scar, so you walk up here and you, um, oh, wrong one. You poke your head up here and what you can see is that the mine, or the tunnel seems to end right here. Uh, and it just looks like this wall that they have been in the process of working on, you know, to extend further, but that's it's a dead end? Yeah, it's a dead end. That's the process they've made on so far. All right, so I'll, uh, I'll relay this to the group, and I, uh, I'll tell them to backtrack, so I'll slowly backtrack my way to there for now. Okay. All right. And I'll move, like, about, like, the whole... Yep, that's fine. ...hallway. Yeah. And then my progress over here, and then I'll slowly move up to the top here. Okay. Stealthily, I'll move up there. Couldn't roll stealth. Wow, even with the disadvantage, I rolled good. Uh, 20, not nat. Okay. Nice. You guys watch his Steel Scar moves up, and he does much better than he did before. His sword is away, and he's doing a better job of keeping his f- track of where his feet are landing, and you can see that the tunnel kind of goes up this direction and kind of curves up to the right. Or I should say. Uh, yeah, to the right. So, uh, going about, I will keep my uh, my eyes focused on, like, the floor, the, the ceiling, moving slowly to, like, this end. Mm-hmm. Making sure that, like, the floor is clear, because, you know, uh, thinking back to the last battle, how we got surprised from the ground. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead and roll perception, then, as you kind of make your way down there and peer into that room. 19. 19. Okay. Uh, from what you can see into this room, uh, again, you can kind of see a cart and what looks like some rubble kind of sitting here in the corner here, uh, and the room kind of opens up in this direction as well. So I'll push up to the um, edge, not so, before stepping in, and I will peer into the room, but not fully step inside just Yeah, so peering in, you can see that the room extends off into this direction, uh, and you can also see the cart and the pile of stone that's sitting there. Uh, I'll let the guys know what I'm seeing, and then uh, knowing that my tracking is not as good, I will ask uh, Elamir if he can peer in, since he seems to have a better sense of tracking things. Sure. I will investigate. Wanting to peer in, see if there's anything in the room, like hiding or something like that? Uh, Similar, like, survival check. I just want to see if there are any tracks or anything leading into this room. Right, any evidence of critters? Sure. Uh, I rolled a 21. 21. Uh, so what you can see, kind of, again, looking at the, you know, following the tracks that have occurred and or that you saw earlier. Um, sorry. Um, sorry. So you peer in. Uh, this, some of the tracks seem to lead that direction. Um, we do notice as well as you notice some other footprints in there. They don't look dwarven. Uh, they look humanoid, 
but uh, you're not familiar with these footprints. They seem this very heavy. The other thing. The Grimlock. So yeah, that's information if you'd like to share. That's up to you. Yep, um, I'll let them know. I see what's likely Grimlock based on the knowledge I have. So be ready for perhaps another encounter. Do these look fresh? Do these look fresh? Um, relatively, yeah. Yes. Okay. I will, okay, with that information, I'll slowly step into the room and, like, investigate the cart and the rubble again. Okay. I'll roll for that. That is a one. A one. Looks like zero. what you saw earlier. It's literally a zero. It's a zero. <laughs> <laughs> looks just like the cart you saw earlier. So nothing you looks barely, suspicious. You barely pay much attention because you're like, ah, I already saw that. All right. And I'm just like, I'm like, let's clear, guys. We should push forward and I'll move over here make, uh, and look into the... Uh, down the hall. Yes. All right. Well, so as you peer down, you can see... How far is your dark vision? 60 feet? 60 feet. Okay. I have 40 feet of... So you can see yeah, you of, can see. I, I have you 40 feet of light. Tunnel goes down there, and you also see that there seems to be some sort of hall branching off down there as well. I will... All right. Uh, with that, I will kind of push towards here. Okay. And take I will take, take, take a peek in over here. Okay. Uh, so you kind of peer in, and what you can see is, again, this looks like a room where maybe they were working on tunneling it out, um, but not didn't make a ton of progress in there, so it seems to be a dead end from what you can tell, peering in. All right, so with that, I'll, uh, I'll let them know it's, it looks like a dead end and that we should just push straight forward, so I'll move kind of like this way, slowly. Okay. Stealthily. We actually Stealthily. roll for that. Roll stealth. Uh, oh, that is horrible. That's only a nine. <laughs> a nine. Okay. Again, you guys watch as Steel Scar doesn't go as quietly as he thought. Just ching, 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 ching. Kind of echoes in the the tunnel you guys are in. Um, are you I have moving a question. Yes. Does Steel Scar think he's quiet? As far as Steel Scar knows, he's quiet as a mouse. As I'm going quietly, I'm just looking at the guys behind. I'm like, shh. <laughs> Wait, Quiet. You guys that are making this. He's looking at. He's looking at Casimir, who's wearing. I'm the looking at Casimir, <laughs> covered in metal. <laughs> yeah, I look at Casimir, and I'm like, "Shh, we gotta stay quiet." Shh. Before I go, before we go further, yes. Um, just in case there is something hiding in there, because we didn't actually go in there. Um, I'm gonna throw the encore at this wall right here, and then call it back and just see, try to see if I like, hear anything react in there. You said you're throwing it at the far wall, like directly down there. Yeah. Okay. So you throw, it, and you guys hear kind of this sound of something hitting rock behind you, um, and the dagger kind of falls to the ground for a second, um, and then if you want to return it, you can, but nothing seems to come skittering out and attacking it or anything. Did I hear anything? I guess perception. Uh, you roll perception. All right. Oh, uh, nine. <laughs> you, didn't hear, you didn't hear anything other than the sound of you, you know, the it hitting the rock. Yeah, my dagger falling. All right, I'll pull it back. I look, just, at, just, I look at I look at Elamir. 
I look at Ellie and I'm like, shh, we gotta stay quiet. Stay quiet. Shh. Uh, nice. As you move forward, you're just like, dun, 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 and then peels off to your left. With that, I'll let them, uh, I'll like signal to them, be like, push up to me. Okay. And then I'll, I'll go here so I can All like right. turn around the corner and take a quick peek, see yep. what's ahead of us. So what you can see is once again, the room seems to curve off in that direction. All right, uh, I'm going to enter the, the hallway, and then I want to perceive my surroundings, make sure everything's clear. Okay. Uh, so you can see that the room... You go ahead and roll perception. Ooh, 18. 18. You can kind of peer around the corner. You can see it kind of curves down this direction, and then the tunnel continues onward. All right. Uh Feeling that everything is secure, I'll keep signaling them to like follow me, follow close okay. behind me, and I'll move here, and I'll do the same thing again. Just uh, proceed down the next uh, corner. Go ahead and roll another perception. Oof, that one was horrible too. You can see that the tunnel seems to go off in that direction, uh, and then it kind of uh, looks like it curves upward. All right. Feeling a little more confident, I'll go straight to the edge of it and look and just look Looking forward. Alright. Yeah. Uh, so what you can see up ahead is that it seems that the room extends into a larger room ahead of you. Uh, I don't think it's on stream fully. Oh yeah, it does. Okay, cool. I feel like these doors were drunk tunneling through. <laughs> yeah, this is not a Minecraft efficient script They're mining. Dwarves, man. They're dwarves. This is all willy-nilly. Uh, it, so it does yeah, are, to... we playing on the, are we playing on the Minecraft server right now? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? All right, uh, I'll keep I, you can see that it, it seems open up into a larger room. You can make a perception check, see if you see anything other than what just that it's a you know bigger yeah. room. Ooh. 17. 17. All right. So you make your way into the room. Um, I'll push like right there. Okay. So you make your way in. Um, and here we go. Oh no. <laughs> That's a lot of rolls. It is. Jesus. All right. So as you peer in, um, you're keeping a close eye on the walls around you. Um, you got attacked by those creatures before. You don't want to get attacked again by something. And you notice uh, something odd against the wall up ahead of you. As you peer in, kind oh, switch. You see a creature that looks like it's attempting to hide on the stonework right here. All right. I, uh... um, and as it sees you, though, it just kind of like and sees that kind of like you've seemed like you may be taking notice of it um, kind of just lets out this as it just pulls out this club uh, everyone go ahead and roll initiative alright oh god big old five big oof 
There we go. All right. Back ability or saving, damn. I'm saving my gun rolls for the actual combat. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Quick. I'm just apparently in no hurry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's assess the situation. <laughs> All right. Um, just run down the creatures real quick. All right, 25 to 20. No one. 20 to 15. No one. 15 to 10. Uh, I'm sorry, I got 16. Sorry, 16. You got 16, okay. Yes. The seal scar got 16. Um, 10 to 5. 7. 7. Oh, 8. My bad. 5. Got 8. 11. Oh, my God. 11. Oh, we so low. Five. Okay. We almost went we'll the a... line. <laughs> yeah. We'll be a late stage wave of damage <laughs> if we survive. Let me um give me a second here to rearrange everything. Perfect. Alright. Uh, and with that, Steel Scar, you are the first to go as you see this creature attempting to hide in the, the rocks nearby. Alright. So seeing that, I am going to push up to it, mm -hmm. uh, clearing the path for my compatriots, and I will attempt to hit it. Okay. As you get closer, you can see this creature just has like this ashy, dark gray skin, and it has like just black, matted, tangled hair, and its teeth are just kind of sharp, and you notice this odd feature on its face that has no eyes. It's just this blank, just kind of like... It's odd and otherworldly to you as you see this creature with just no eyes. Go ahead and roll your attacks. Alright. 19 a hit? Uh, that is a hit. Aw, yeah. Oop, I get to re-roll. I rolled double ones and I get to re-roll them. 13 damage on the first hit. 13. All right, so you run up and with your sword out and just, ah, and just slash into this creature and just lets out this howl. And, it's still alive, though. All right, uh, I'll hit it a second time. All right. Ooh, 24 to hit. That is a hit. All right. Oh, my God, why am I rolling ones? Oh, All boy. Right, that's, that's a lot better. 12, 13, 14, uh, 16 damage on the second one. 16, are you just so you slash the creatures, lets out a howl, their first attack, and you pull back and just decapitate this creature as it just Ooh. its body. Oh wow! Falls are down. there? Do I see any other enemies yeah. inside? Or uh, is that what's escalated quickly? Yeah. So as you enter the room, what you can see is that you see this large black hole, dark hole over here to the side. Uh, and you assume that to maybe be the entrance to the Underdark that they were referring to. Alright. Um, but as you begin to look around, you see there are more creatures in here than you'd originally seen. Um, pop. 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 Alright. So, so since I killed that one, can I still can I use the rest of my movement to get to the closest one next to uh, me? I'm sure you can move up to one. I would move like right here. 
And since I killed one on my turn, uh, I reduced the creature to zero hit points. I am allowed to make an attack as a bonus action. Mm, that might have to be right. It might have to be right next to you. Come on, let me look it up. All right. Is it Great Weapon Master? Is that the feat? It's Great Weapon Master attack. All right, let me look real quick. On your turn, when you score a critical hit with a melee weapon or reduce a creature to zero hit points with one, you can make one melee weapon attack as a bonus action. It doesn't specify if right. it has yeah, to be. Fine. Go for it. All right. Awesome. Awesome DM. You're the best. Oof, that is bad. 14. That is a miss. Uh, okay, that's fair. Yes, miss. Oops, I'm sorry. So that's you, fine. you slash at this creature as it pulls out its club and just blocks your sword with it. It just kind of like snarls in your face. Um, so next fair up enough. are the creatures. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, so, this, so this one that's right in front of you is going to make an attack against you. Uh, it's going to be a 21. It's All right. So he's going to deal seven points of bludgeoning damage to you. All right. And uh, one point of piercing damage as his club seems to have spikes protruding from it. Um, this one That's is cheapy. This one's going to move up on you and attack you. Oh, no. It's going to have advantage. Of course. All right, that's going to be a miss. So you're able to deflect that attack. This one moves up over his dead friend's body and is going to attack you as well. With advantage. Uh, 19. That hits. That will be a hit. All right. So he's going to deal four points of bludgeoning damage to you. And All right. four points of piercing damage. As they're just, you guys see as these creatures just start charging at Steel Scar, wailing on them, and this one is going to move up as well. Oh no! And just <laughs> attack you. You're just getting wailed on. Uh, that one's a natural twenty. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> so, you, uh, luckily for you, he rolled a one. So that's going to be five points of bludgeoning damage. All right. And oh, I guess this increases too. Six points of piercing damage. Oh, all right. Just getting Oof. wailed on by these creatures. Um, so at this point, it is Casimir's turn. Okay, I'm going to move up to here. I'd like to use Bane. So I'm target using a level two Bane to target all four of them. Okay. So that all four need to roll charisma saving throws. Um, I think it's a save of 15. Watch them be pretty suave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so two succeed and two fail. Okay, the two that fail then have to do that D4 roll every time they want to attack or saving throw. Which one failed? Because that's kind of important. These two can we mark them? Here. Yeah, I can do it in roll 20, can't I? Yeah, yeah so you can click the little ball, you can add colors or whatever or shapes. Can you uh, adjust this? You by the way. But Can I do what? Just move stream view. The stream view. Kind of Roll twenty up just a hair. Ah, off. Yes. Yeah. There we go. And fuel magic. Um, 
then I can't do it. Yeah, click on the creature, then there's a little like circle, and then there's like all these colors. Just one of those colors, like it's giving me a text box to enter something. Ah, oh, I see it. Oh, it's, no, no, you need, yeah, without there you go. Here, you need to click the it. circle, yeah. There you go. I'll give them that little poison looking thing. Those two cool. are the ones that got that failed it. All right. Okay, and then, so that was my spell. I've moved, and so I got bonus. Do I want to do channel divinity? Uh, da, 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 da. What would that do? Uh, you just get advantage on attacks. Eh, I'll skip that for now. Okay. Or, or is it against one or against, against multiple abjure? Uh, one enemy. One, one creature. Yeah, I'll skip it for now. Okay. I'm good. All right. Thank you. All right, so you guys watch as Casimir goes charging in. Next up is Levy. Oh boy, oh boy. Um, I am first going to turn to Elamir with some some bongos to just give <laughs> some uh, inspiration there. All right. Just you guys just hear this like, drums banging through the echoing through the tunnel. Hey, yep, this is super stealthy now. Um, and then I guess I'm going to move up to like I'll do here-ish, and I'm going to cast uh, Dissonant Whispers on that one. Okay. What does he have to do? So it is a wisdom save. I'm doing it at level 2. And so the save is 15 and you have to do the minus 4. Yep. So it's a wisdom you said? Yes. Uh, he succeeds. Okay, so on a succeed, you take half as much damage. So, 46 and half of that. Ooh, missed one. Uh, 15, 18 damage divided by 2, 9 damage for that. Okay. And then, now that I cast that, I'm kind of going to, like, move off to the side a little bit. All right. All right, so you took 9 damage. Um, yeah, that dude is wise. There you go. So as you guys are staying there fighting, um, you guys see out of the corner of your eye. What am I missing here? There we go. This weird, odd creature emerged from the tunnel there. Um, it looks like some sort of brain with arms and legs attached to it. It just kind of comes crawling out um, from the tunnel and um, is going to attack. Let's see. <coughs> the right, so is trying to kill look at, It is going to look at Levy, who just cast a spell. Uh, so Levy, you need to make a intelligent saving throw as you feel this force come towards you. What's my intelligence save? Oh, this will be fun. Uh, 16. 16. All right, you succeed. Um, let's see. Make sure I'm reading this right. Okay, succeed, so you're gonna take damage, but also here. Alright, 
Sorry, I'm just trying to make sure I'm doing this all right. No worries. What is your intelligence score? Plus zero. Uh, no, the big number. So ten. Right? Ten. Okay. Yep. Uh, you guys watch as... Let's see it You guys watch as Levy just falls over on the ground. Just completely... Oh, just... Just he just slumps over on the ground as the creature begins to move. Oh, so I, that was a, a successful save. Good lord! Yep. The creature begins that, to move toward him. That's concerning. Um, all right. Uh, next up is Elamir. All right, I will kind of run and try to put some distance right here. Okay. Um, and I will take two shots with my longbow at the brain. Okay. Good attack. Alright. So, still have my inspiration, I guess. Yeah, first one was a 27. That's a hit. I'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and then we do 1d8 plus 4. So that was 8, and I will do an extra um, planar warrior and add 3 more. So 11 damage. Alright, so... So you did 8 damage with your bow, is that right? Yep, and then right, Planar so Warrior did. hit it, so it seems to do less damage, but it does more, so okay. Alright, so you hit it with the arrow, and it seems to hurt it, but not as much as you would expect. Um, next, are you attack again? Yep. Okay, go for it. Uh, 19. That is a hit. Actually, I can't do math, it was a 21, but that's okay. That's still a hit. <laughs> uh, 10 damage alright and again it doesn't seem to do as much damage as you would expect um, and we are back to the top with Steel Scar alright I'm gonna uh, the one that I went for the first time I'm mm-hmm. gonna try to hit it again okay gonna make your attack Actually, before I do that, as a bonus action, I'm going to use my Fighting Spirit, give myself advantage on all my attacks. Okay. So, first hit, 26 to hit. hit. All right. So, that is 14 damage on the first attack. All right. I don't think that guy's taking damage yet. Nope, he hasn't. Nope, he hasn't. Okay. Second attack. Another 26 to hit. To hit. <laughs> this time, oof. Oh, I can roll that one. Only 11 damage on the second hit. That kills him. All right. Awesome. He falls I over u- and just oozing blood and gore everywhere. Yeah. Since I used my bonus action for that, I can't attack again. But I am going to use my action search to take uh, two more additional attacks on the one on this one here. Okay. So you spin around, attack the one behind you. So uh, 24 to hit. That's a hit. All right. Oh, I get it. Ooh, that wasn't as good. Six. Oh, only 10 damage on the first attack. 
I'm sorry, and then, uh, I was reading some. How much damage? Uh, ten, 10 damage on the first attack. Okay, so you slash this creature, it's still there. And yeah. uh, I hit it one more time. 20 to hit, not natural. That is a hit. All right. Oh my god, I'm always rolling ones on my first roll. <laughs> 60 damage on the second one. And you kill that one as well. Alright, and that would be the end of my turn. Alright. Can you just keep going if he kills more things? <laughs> just keep going and going and going, never ending. Uh, so next up are the Grimlocks, so they are going to attack Steel Scar, uh, who has just eliminated two of their allies, so they're going to attack. They couldn't see that. That's true. They could. They hear it, though. You hear them, like, sniffing and stuff. First one's going to miss. Second one is going to be a 20 to hit. Not nap. That, that hits. Okay. So you're going to take uh, six points of bludgeoning damage. All right. And two points of piercing damage. Fair enough. All right. Next up is Casimir. Oh, boy. Uh killing things too fast for spells to really be much good so i think i'm just gonna double attack the brain thing okay go for it uh got a so it's plus three plus three so a 22 and a 10 22 hits okay that's the wrong die so my bad one sec <laughs> okay, there we go. That's a four. Uh, total? Yeah, one plus three. Okay. For damage. And then that will... So wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Not doing as much damage as you would expect. All right. Is that it? Maybe it was better off with spells. Yeah, that's about all I can do. All right. Or, uh, here, I'm going to channel divinity, abjure enemy. Okay. What does that do? Or not abjure, uh... Vow Enmity. Uh, as a bonus action, you can choose a creature within 10 feet and gain advantage on attack rolls against it for one minute until it drops to zero. So it doesn't work this turn, but I'll did have it next wanna, turn. Did you want to do that before? I'm fine if you want to re-roll it. <laughs> That'd be great to have advantage. Okay, I'll try one. it out. So, just so what? So uh, will you hit? Yeah. Well, actually, the one hit, one miss. So, so I would have yeah. gotten to re-roll on the miss. Re-roll the one that miss. Uh, so 16 plus six. That is a hit. Also okay. remember, you do have Divine Smite as a Paladin. That's a great point. When you hit, da, 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 expand one, da, yeah, I'm going to totally use Divine Smite and use okay. up one of my spell slots. Thank you. You're awesome. Yep. <laughs> I know you need to so. Okay, so one plus three is four. Plus six. So tell me how much damage you do with your weapon. And then how much damage you do with... Uh, Four with the weapon, okay, and twelve with the divine smite. Jeez, Paladin's good. <laughs> when the GM reminds you what your skills do, yeah. <laughs> All right, you bring your axe down and just crush, slice right through the brain, as it just kind of like, and just kind of like peels open, um, as your axe just goes straight into the ground. Um, that thing is dead. Gooey gooey. <laughs> I mean, I All right. Now. No, Levy is still laying on the ground prone. Um, all right. Uh, at this point, we are at would have been the 
creature brain's turn. Uh, Elamir, it's your turn. All right, Wait, so I'll I don't shoot get an arrow. You don't get to do anything, Levy. You are sitting there. Spit is just drooling out oh my of your God. mouth. Okay. <laughs> All right, you're shooting at what? Uh, I'll do one at each target. Okay. So the left one first. All right. Um, twelve. Probably a miss. Oh, I have inspiration. Uh, yes, you do. Is it D8? Yes. Yeah. All right, so that brought it up to 17. That's a hit. Okay. Six damage. This one? Oh, sorry, were you attacking the, this one? Right the here? one with the... No, the oh, left the one. one. The thingy. Oh, okay. Uh, he's taking damage. How much did you do? 12, you said? Six. Oh, six. You're like, I'll take it. <laughs> okay. He, so you hit him, and he kind of just like the arrow gets an image. He's still alive. Okay. Um, is it cheating to use Planar Warrior now that I know he's not dead? No, I don't care. It's fine. Okay. I'll use Planar Warrior. That is uh, cheating. It's five more damage. That will kill him. Nice. So he is dead. He falls down dead. Um, so next up, or you got one more attack? Yep, and I'll shoot the other one. Okay. Um, four, uh, twenty-four. That's a hit. And seven damage. All right, you do seven damage. Want to move anywhere? I'll just uh, spin in a circle and say, "Yeah." Okay. Uh, Steel Star, you are up. All right, so this is the last guy, right? Yes, it is. I will push. I will see if I can move around this way to see if I can flank with Casimir. Uh, okay. Hell oh. yeah. And uh, I will try to hit it. With your sword? <laughs> with my sword. All right. That'll be 21 to hit. That's a hit. Thirteen damage on the first hit. Uh, he's still up. Oh, uh, it looked like it did did some damage. Oh wait, huh? did he take damage? Yet? Yes, he did. How much did you say it was? Fourteen. I I, I did fourteen damage to him. Okay. How do you want to do this? I'm gonna decapitate it. All right. You just move up. You kill the, or you just move up to the side of this, getting a good position. You just swing the sword, and it tries to block it, and it just goes right through its club and just decapitates it. Its head just flies off and lands on its lifeless body. As a second attack now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, All right. All right. You guys have uh, eliminated the creatures. So can we can, can I push up to um, Levy? Do, can we kind of see what's going on with him? Uh, yeah. So you move up on him, and from what you can tell, Levy is sitting there, spit drooling out of his mouth, and he just has a blank expression on his face. BM, can I try something? What are you wanting to try? I have this ability or this thing I can use. I don't know if it'll work or not. I can only use it once a day. Mm-hmm. Can I can I touch his uh, shoulder and try to cast Lesser Restoration? Let me see. I mean, you yeah, can, I, if you have the ability to cast Lesser Restoration, yes, you can cast it. I do cast it. It's a it's at second level that I can cast it. 
Okay. I don't know if it'll do anything, but I can use that once per day. Uh, so you reach out and lay your hands on Levy and cast Lesser Restoration. Um, feel the celestial magic leave your body. Um, but he seems to just lay there unaffected. Can I slap him across the face once afterwards? You can slap him across the face. Just, he just is blank expression staring straight ahead. Oh, uh, uh, well, I'm no, I'm no expert in healing, but that was the only trick I had up my sleeve. So I don't know what's wrong with him. Anybody knows? Can I, what would I roll to try and identify the creature? Uh, nature. Oh boy, do I. <laughs> can I, I'm gonna attempt to roll to, for nature if I can? Yep, go for it. 18. 18. Um, you are familiar with uh, the Underdark, relatively. Um, mm-hmm. You can't speak under common, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so you know that you, you've heard stories. Um, about the Underdark, and you know that this creature was an intellect devourer. Um, and what they do is they do something with its prey's brains, basically, and try and take control. Um, but from what you know is they it's kind of a two-step process to take control of the person's brain, and um, it seemed like you were able to stop it before it was able to complete the process. Do I make any connection between this brain devourer and the Oblix? Um, no. Okay. All right. Anyone have anything else they'd like to do? Uh, share that information with the group. Okay. And that's about it. <laughs> so who's going to carry him? <laughs> Uh, if we can't do nothing right now, then I pick up a uh, levy and I, uh, I carry, I have, I carry him like a princess. <laughs> All right. He gets what he always wanted. You scoop up levy. Um, you guys can see that. Yes. The entrance to the underdark from what you can see is there's kind of like this faint blue glow emanating from that room over there. Um, but you're able to um, pick up Levy, and are you making your way back out of the mines from or the back through the tunnels you came? I look at the group, and I'm just like, so should we retreat for now? Try to get Levy back into uh, working condition, because from my point of view, he seems broken. And I like, I pitch his cheeks like really hard to <laughs> see if anything happens. So yes, you pinch Levy's cheeks and, and no no response, just staring. How big is the hole? Uh, it looks like it, uh, probably about five feet. It's not super large, but you can tell that um, there are kind of some stones that are in the room that you're in, like something was pushing through or something like that. Okay. Can uh, <laughs> can we push the corpses of the Grimrock into the hole just Let's to cover it? Sure, so you can start pushing the Grimlock corpses over toward the hole. Uh, you're not able to really cover it, but uh, they definitely are blocking a portion of the hole. Okay. And then uh, just as... I, I don't know if this would work. 
Um, it's technically a combat spell, but could I shoot an arrow and cast Hail of Thorns like on the hole as well, just to like again try to like block it, or does it not work like that? Um, let me see. No, no. Oh, it says when you hit a creature, so I don't know. Unless you count the yeah, corpse. Well, I read it. <laughs> Still a creature, just not a um, living. I'm gonna creature. say that. Uh, no, it doesn't cause any like terrain, like difficult terrain or anything like that. It's just kind of shoots okay. out some thorns, is all. So there's nothing there. It wouldn't do anything. Okay. And then the the dwarf said that once we find the hole, come get them, and they'll block it. What yes. what they say? I don't remember. Once you find the hole, come get them, and they'll help you secure the hole. Okay. So um. To do go get the dwarves. Do we feel like anybody needs to hang back or? I don't know. Our our numbers are one down, so maybe we don't have that liberty. Well, being uh, out here alone sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, but also remember, guys, there might be innocent people inside that hole that we can probably rescue, and I personally would feel guilty leaving them behind. If it were up to me, I would say get Levy up and running. Maybe see uh, if any of the clerics in town know anything of his condition and then make our way back here so we can maybe go in a little deeper just to be be sure that anybody who is missing, we can probably recover and try to reunite any families that might have been broken up because of this incident. But okay. majority votes, ma- ma- the majority, I'll take the majority of the vote. That's just my personal opinion. I think that's fine. Yeah, fall um, back, get levy help, bring reinforcements so they can secure up to this point. Okay. You said, were there existing torches that I could just light on the way out, or would um, I need to place It looks there? like the torches that were here burned down into kind of nothingness, because okay. it seemed like it was kind of abandoned or something like that, um, quickly. Okay, I have... I'll leave five on the way, just to kind of signify the... Um, I will say uh, the one Steel Scar was carrying when he attacked probably fell on the ground, so there's one that's kind of just burning on the ground. Yeah, and then I'll hand the, uh, my other four to Elamir and be like, I have these extra ones if you want to put them along the way just so okay. you can have them. Okay. All right, you're just kind of like, like breadcrumbs like along the way. Yep, okay. just the path directly to the okay. hole. All right, so oh, you guys. We can just write on the walls. You do what? I have chalk. I could just write on the walls. That too. I'll leave the torches. You can you can double up in case the torches go out if you want. Nah, yeah. torch on the ground's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, but I'll, yeah, uh, if we make our way back, I'll be carrying Levy with me. Okay, so you guys make your way back through the tunnels that you came. Um, just Steel Scar's carrying Levy like a princess in his arms as Levy just continues to stare up, blank expression. Uh, you guys eventually get to the cart that the dwarves had moved in front um, and you let them know that you guys have kind of cleared the area um, so they move the cart and you just see kind of like uh, quite a, a handful of like heavily armored dwarves kind of go rushing through the the tunnel toward um, where you assume to be the entrance to the Underdark I, yeah I tell uh, as, we're, as we approach there I tell I let the dwarves know um, in Dwarven I'm just like we don't want to cover the hole just yet because we're going to push in there and see if we can find any survivors. We found none along the way towards the hole, but um, 
what was homeboy's name? Doloth. Graston. Oh, Graston is the he's yeah. the head guy. Yeah, uh, Grast, we, Graston had informed us that people have gone missing, so we suspect they might have been pulled into the hole. So we do want to check and see if we can find any bodies to bring back to their families. Okay. So Doloth um, hears you, and he kind of nods as they go rushing through um, the tunnel toward the entrance to the Underdark. Yeah, and we'll make our way out and try to find any uh, temple or something. Okay, Uh, so you guys make your way up the lift. Kif is with you guys as you kind of head up, and he is kind of like, looks over Levy, looks bad, but um, doesn't ask too many questions as you guys make your way up the top of the lift out into this to Silver Ridge and I think that is where we will wrap up tonight's session oh no Levy why <laughs> why you take my Levy away <laughs> uh, alright well thank you everyone for stopping by and listening I believe we will be on in two weeks will be the next stream uh, we'll have to con- make sure everyone's schedules line up with that but uh, we will send out a tweet um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a nice night. Good night, See folks. Good night, everyone. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Adventure with Advantage podcast. You can catch us live on Saturday nights at twitch.tv forward slash AWA underscore D&D.